Hey folks, sorry about last week. Real sorry. This is episode 11 of this pod thing of ours. Uh, we covered a lot of ground here. Just well, got back from Vegas, covered a bit of that. Too much, if you ask uh, the laugh man. This is too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a, it wasn't too much. It was just that you preface, you're like, I'll keep it brief. And then I like believe 40 me, minutes later, I did. Was, There's plenty more I could have rolled into. Of course you did, but in podcast there's, terms. There's 36 hours worth of Vegas to, yeah. to, to rehash. We did not touch on The Sopranos. Look, I think, like you said, we're starting to phone this in. Yeah. We're phoning this in. We know that, this, like, honestly, we're not, we're, not, we're not a Sopranos podcast. Yeah, no, we've got Sopranos senioritis, and we're just kind of waiting for, for 12 or 13, 13 to come and go, and then, yeah. and then it's off to some new, new thing. To a new pasture. Not a better, not a worse, and just I, a new pasture. I, you know, I said it at the very end. This, unfortunately, leaves Macy in the dust. She's going to have to do... <laughs> Two through uh, six. Hey, no, I don't feel bad. We we've guided her into an amazing series. <laughs> Macy, don't stop. Don't Keep stop. Going. Don't stop. It gets so much. Hey, better. it's funny that we say don't stop. Just don't stop believing. You'll get it at the end of season Ooh, six. Oh yeah. Let that be a teaser. Yeah. Don't stop believing. Keep watching the show. Yeah. We covered a lot of ground. Mentioned our uh, our new. Well, she's not a new super fan, but she she's proven her super fan ness ness yeah. for sure. With uh, quick shout out again to, and you'll hear it, Urban South Brewery, amazing, great Great beer, New Orleans, uh, fantastic. No Sweetwater Grass Monkey here. No, fuck that. Super fan Midge, (laughs) thank you for having a friend of yours bring that up to us. Really fantastic, and uh, the merchandise is awesome too. Yeah. Um, and and uh, please do send more. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Urban South, please subscribe. (laughs) Uh, stop listening to it in your headphones and just let them be offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's for every listener. Take your earbuds out, put your speakers on blast. Yeah. And when people go, "What the fuck are you listening to?" then you can say, "Oh, you should you should check this podcast out. It makes me pee a little every just time I listen to it." Tell them that we're your special needs cousins. That's <laughs> That's it. Like, it takes all yeah. Is that too much? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because honestly, I feel a little special in half the time. I don't even trying to. I'm not making fun of anybody. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And half the states. <coughs> but yeah, fantastic episode. Glad to get over ten and back in the saddle. And we had yep. the fucking Vegas shit was great. And I'm sure Vegas will come up again. I'm, you know, it's. I'm a week out from getting back from that trip, so I have no doubt that when we sit down to do episode twelve. I will sudden I I will realize oh I left out this and there will be something to well, to bring always, up. It's always the way. It's the way it is. It's kind of like when we mentioned I didn't get this out of the way on the show, so I'm going to get it out of the way now. Mm-hmm. Last week we discussed our favorite Vegas movie, and we kidded around about what they were, but Three Thousand Miles to Graceland kept coming up, and a huge missed opportunity. People, he did call me about this the next day. He was very upset. A huge missed opportunity. Fucking. Massive genius yeah. of episode 10 is the first Elvis <laughs> casino robber to die in the beginning of 3,000 Miles to Graceland. <laughs> you know, it's that, it's that movie stereotype of the black guy always dies first. I think he's the first one to die in The Rock, too. He's one of the, the bad... 
He's uh, one of Ed Harris's Marines. He's not the he not? first. The first guy is kind of an unknown who dies from the chemical uh, rupturing in the vault, and they seal him in there when they're stealing the oh, rockets. Well, yeah, that's kind of. I meant like once they actually get to Alcatraz. But he may be the first um, first uh, guy to die at Alcatraz. Yeah. Anyways, but huge missed opportunity. Yeah, we missed a lot we of shit on Massive Genius for like two hours, and we talked about three thousand miles to Graceland a little bit. And he's in that movie, and we didn't even doesn't, didn't yeah, even doesn't, tie it together. We don't touch on it. What are the yeah. odds that we would bring up some random Kurt du- Kurt Russell? Kurt Douglas was definitely not no. in three thousand. Kurt miles. Russell, Kevin Costner, uh, casino heist movie while yeah. talking about episode ten of The Sopranos, and completely just forget that Master Genius was the only black G- uh, only black, black Elvis, Jesus, black Elvis in the yellow jumpsuit. I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, huge missed opportunity there. Yeah, sorry know. to the listeners. That's well, our bad. that's another sorry. We have a lot of sorries. <laughs> but I think uh, on that note, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Please enjoy episode 11. We always say it every week. Please subscribe. Share. Rate. Like. Review. All of it. Do all of that in iTunes. <laughs> it's very easy to do in the app. I've showed so many people lately. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. It's, it's what will help the show grow. I mean, literally any review. Even if you hate it. Yeah. And you want to give your honest opinion. Activity on our our corner of iTunes makes a difference, Which whether is, it's good or bad. Yeah. So yeah. if you hate it, please give let it us know. Give it a star. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, enjoy episode 11. We'll see you next week for episode 12. Until then, this is TPTO signing out. Woo! Revisit it for real. That cannoli was was bad. Was stale. I got yesterday's cannoli. Stale or just like could it have been made this morning? No. It's like if you accidentally put potato chips in the refrigerator, just just wait a minute. What no that, crunch. What happens when potato chips go in the refrigerator? They go stale. Really? Never done that? Uh, no. Well, I, no. I never opened a bag of potato chips. <laughs> no, like and put uh, them in the refrigerator. I think like the times it's happened, it's like they were. From they were in a to-go container, like probably tortilla chips, and we weren't we weren't paying attention. We just put everything in the fridge, and then you open it up the next day, and the the tortilla chips. I'll just be honest with you. I'm not trying to interrupt, but when we started the podcast, yeah, number eleven, big time. Yeah, she, my wife decided to FaceTime <laughs> literally like a minute before. Moments before she wanted yeah. to podcast the family in. Los Angeles with the baby. Totally understood. So now all I'm telling you to do is to take the volume up because I've already told her that's ridiculous that you've done that. Like you knew, like I, you it's, saw her. I was like, are you? It's interesting gonna... timing for sure. Like I'm going to go upstairs while they're doing this sound sensitive thing. Yeah. And I'm going to call people in Los Angeles <laughs> on FaceTime, which requires a speaker. It's like, you know what we're doing down here. I understand that you want to kill time, but that's why I interrupted your story and I gave it's, you the old, I'm not sure what, the, what this is. I don't think you got it. It was me pointing me, up the butt. <laughs> like, just telling you to raise the volume. Yeah. I think we're okay. Uh, I can see the levels. Yeah, we're, no, we're good, but we're going to hear it. I've, I've this listened, podcast, you've listened to these podcasts. I've listened to these this podcasts. This podcast would not be this podcast without some background noise. Random background noise. Yeah, and I'm sure Cold Cut's going to come We're going to hear a jingle jangle of the dog collar in a second. You've lost an area rug in here so we're going to have more click clacks yeah. of the, the toenails on the ground it's going to be different 
But sorry to interrupt you. You were yeah, saying. chips go stale in the fridge if if you put them in there. So like if you accidentally put some tortilla chips from a takeout Mexican restaurant in there, you pull them out, you bite into it. There's no crunch. It's, okay, it's crunch less, and that's the way that cannoli was crunchless. I was still it, ate it. Was it tasty? It tasted fine, but yeah. it needs a little bit of a snap. Okay, I agree with that. But the thing is, I don't even like them. I, I do. I do this because it's like one of the first traditions we had. Yeah. But I'm not a huge fan of of the. It, it's not something I would order mm. like you do. It's not like when yeah. you go to a place, you're like, I gotta have that cannoli. I I <clears throat> don't have to have that cannoli. Well, before the choco se- taco all day. I, I would rather. Is that an ice cream thing? Yeah. Is that an ice cream thing? I've never had one. It doesn't look appealing to me. I've seen them. It looks like it's. Do a- you see the shock in my face right now? <laughs> I do. You've never had a chocolate. No, taco? because it, it looks like an ice cream cone in the shape of a chocolate shell. And that's exactly what it is. And I don't like ice cream cones. I'm a. I'm a. I, I go for the bowl every time. I don't ever get I, I wanna, ice cream on a cone. I just want to stop this podcast altogether <laughs> right now. I don't like the taste of the ice cream cone, whether it's the white fluffy one or the the waffle cone. I don't like the taste of them. Oh man! Like I'm not here for I'm not here for ice okay, cream so, and cardboard. Uh, I'm here for, for episode ice cream. twelve. <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a choco taco tasting. I'll try one. Yeah, and you're gonna uh, okay. As a backup, let's get some eclairs too. Everybody, Brent's going to eat the entire choco taco because he's gonna realize what a dumbass he is for not having ever what tried one. What else is one. it? It's a, it's a. It's, I'll be honest with you. It's not. I'm talking it up a bit. <laughs> it's a, if a, it's a cone. I'm guessing dipped in chocolate with okay, vanilla so ice cream in the middle. It's a cone. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to give these fuckers free airplay because they don't need our advertise. They don't need our 24 listeners to push right. their stock. But it's a, it's a cone, vanilla ice cream stuffed into it. That would be your, your taco yeah, insertion. I'm with you so far. And then they take that and it's like they roll it, the top end in chocolate. Mm-hmm. So it's not completely chocolate covered. It's just right. the top of the Choco Taco is covered. Right. And then they roll that into peanuts. Okay. And inside of the vanilla ice cream is like swirls of fudge. Okay. Mm. Well, that's acceptable. If if at some point all I'm biting into is uh, a taco of ice cream cone and vanilla in the middle. No, it's not that. I'm going to lose interest. Yeah, and you would. It's, it would be too bland. But if there's a fudge swirl... Let's put it this way: in, in, in okay. middle school and high school, you had your your uh, levels, your uh, of of of, of uh, ice cream, yeah, right. So any idiot with two fifty cent pieces, two quarters to rub together, could have a strawberry eclair, yeah, right. That was like your your poor, but here's an ice cream, yeah, right. The choco taco. That well, mo- I'm talking about the eclair popsicle. Yeah, that's the what I'm talking about. Okay. Strawberry Claire, the chocolatey Claire. Yeah, I always liked the chocolate one. I love, hey, I didn't deal in that kind of, I, I, I could go to the to the other side of the tracks for the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> you got and I dealt, and I go downtown for the ice cream. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of uh, public school ice cream nostalgia, it doesn't get any better than that, that sad little cup with vanilla and the chocolate swirl and they give you the wooden like tongue depressor to eat yeah, it with. Yeah, no, our school was just wide enough that we didn't have those. <laughs> it seems like I had that maybe in the is Cherokee that, County school. Is it racist? <laughs> Should we do? Is that our first deletable? I don't know. Might be. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll figure but it out. the cheapest item we had, there, there was the, the, the wooden scoop <laughs> I had it in Cherokee County, and Which, it was all that, white. Yeah, that, yeah, true <laughs> enough. True. But uh, the, there was that... It was, but I think ours was like even classy by those standards because it was like Bluebell. 
Mm. But this was it not that. Tastes like the good old days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember our old childhood home. I love that song. I hate that song. I, every time, I, <laughs> fresh flowers grow flowers growing in yonder the field. fishing hole. Yeah, all of it. Bluebell tastes <laughs> like the good old days. Fuck Bluebell. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Bluebell, please do subscribe. Um, Change your fucking song, Bluebell. Yeah, it's not 1927. <laughs> you gotta get Florida Georgia Line to do a new version of it. <laughs> Can you give me what that? <laughs> Bluebell country ice cream. <laughs> Roll down your window. Eat some Bluebell ice cream. It's Saturday night. We're wearing our jeans. We're gonna get a fuck on. Fried chicken and bluebell Sometimes we hang out in Florida. Sometimes we hang out in Georgia. Either way, we're going to eat bluebell ice cream. Bedazzled jeans. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like 11 strong. 11 is a, tr- 11 is a trend breaker. It's a trend breaker. Uh. So the odd ones have been tough, but I think this one's on track. I saw Florida Georgia Line live once. My family loves them. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But they love them. They opened up for Tim McGraw. We were going for a Tim McGraw show, and Tim McGraw was good. But Florida Georgia Line is just like, oh, this, this, this dance of is it hip hop or is it rock and roll or is it country? I don't know, but everybody's having a good time. I just, it's making my stomach turn a little. Okay, so here's my thing about it. <laughs> I don't. It's it's a tough one. I, I you know, you you hate sports. I don't hate it. It's just not. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't pique my interest. Right. You're bored by sports. Right. I love college football more yeah. than anything else. College game day. Florida Georgia Line is damn anthem. It's like they for Georgia or no, oh, no oh, just for, for, for college, college game like day on, TV. Like on ESPN every every Saturday morning 10 a.m. I know I'm going to hear some Georgia Florida Line. Yeah. Now I'm going to hear it, but they're going to be like front and center. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the old days when Monday Night Football. When Hank, Hank Williams yeah. Jr. or and then it, when it became a little bit more PC, yeah. they'd roll out Trisha or uh, what's that? Faith Hill. She did it for a while. Now it's Carrie well, Underwood. The fans need to be reminded of how we do it around here. But that's my point. So every <laughs> Saturday morning, I know I'm going to hear some Florida Georgia line. They're going to give it's a country, yeah, bulldogs, all that shit. They really are pandering. I don't. I, and, and, and let me get to my point. They are pandering. Yeah. But the wider point is, I don't listen to their music. No. But I don't hate them for their success it's like yeah they're a band that probably started wanting to do real music in their minds yeah. they probably wanted to be leonard skinner yeah they probably wanted to be the allman brothers and yeah. now and they're some this music producer got a hold of them got a like, hold of them we can sell like, more records to the coors light crowd if y'all put on some tight jeans yeah. and and uh rap a little right let's get a couple <laughs> sprinkle some players in this and we're gonna make a bunch of money and they yeah. have so i'm not I don't hate on them for tight, their success. Tight jeans is not exclusively on the modern country. I saw Dwight Yoakam in concert once. That, <laughs> Whoa! I don't, Dwight Yoakam's I don't, an artist. I know. I love Dwight Yoakam. I, what I was getting to is I don't know how he puts his fucking pants on. Because he, he's like, he's, the dude's in his probably 50s or 60s. I don't want to digress too far, but Dwight Yoakam in Sling Blade might be one of the great. He should have won an Academy Award. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam in uh, The Panic Room. I don't know about that. <laughs> but Dwight, Dwight Yoakam in Sling Blade should have won an Academy Award. Everything Dwight Yoakam is in is fantastic. Do you remember Sling Blade? I do. When he's saying, is he a retard? I can't even eat. Is he one of them drooling retards? <laughs> I can't have that. I can't even eat around one of them drooling retards. 
But anyways, he's in something that I saw recently where he's a he's a bad guy asshole, but it's kind of comedic. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Fuck it, Dwight Yoakam." I love Dwight Yoakam. We went to see him at that venue up in Gwinnett County, the the indoor country country music venue. Let's get back to what I was saying. So in middle school, ice cream. <laughs> Anyways, back to this boring ass ice cream. <laughs> Give the, me a bomb pop and call yeah. it a day. <laughs> the bomb pop was seventy five cents. That was a step up. But the, the choco, choco ta- the choco taco was two dollars. You had to make a con. I mean, this is, these are people that don't have fully developed frontal lobes. Trying to say, is, is this basically a drumstick in a different shape? Yes, but. That's not the point. You had to you had to ask yourself. So like for people like me who did the drumsticks only a dollar, but the shape is not as appealing right. as the taco. The name brand. Yeah. It was an early lesson in branding. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, you were cool in my age if you had a Tommy Hilfiger shirt. Couldn't afford that, you get a nice old navy shirt. And you try to you try to, you know, finesse the crowd. The Same thing happened here. There is they're probably both made in China. Oh, they're all made in China. <laughs> side by side. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But the point, what I'm trying to say now is that when you walked away from the ice cream, when you sacrificed, so for people like myself, who weren't on the lunch plan, you paid day-to-day or you brought your own. Mine was about Mm 50-50. But when you came to school and you're like, okay, I have $5 to eat lunch today. Mm. Do I pay the $4.25 to get the full lunch? Whatever that shit may be. I'm going to go ahead and give you the up thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to raise the volume because they're up there having their <laughs> FaceTime fucking live video. We should go in the bathroom or something. So bad. We should just do this podcast from the bathroom one day. <laughs> Save time. All of it. It'll be more echoey. Anywho, we'll wrap up the ice cream conversation <laughs> by saying there were more days than not when I sacrificed having shitty chicken fingers and fries mm. that came in like a shitty plastic case. That I just said, fuck it. I'll get a two dollar slice of pizza. Yeah, and I'll take the other three and get my choco taco, which was two dollars. What'd you do with the extra dollar? I, I I don't think I ever. I probably saved Gatorade. it. Maybe or Fruitopia, which our which our school told it. You know, you it's need, healthy. You need it's healthy got options, fruit, it's right? Got fruit you know, in the yeah, title. it's not Coca Cola. Don't or disregard the sixty <laughs> grams of sugar. <laughs> It's sugar fruit water. I loved the a la carte line at my high school. You could get pizza. You could get. They had these. They were. They had these cheese sticks, but they're not like mozzarella sticks. It was like undercooked pizza dough mm-hmm. with mozzarella cheese in the middle, and they were sort of square on the edges, like hot pockets, and fused together. So you got two at a time with a side of marinara, and you had to kind of rip them apart to eat them. There's no way it was healthy. <laughs> but they were fantastic. But those were like hit and miss. Like those were like a special once a month. But you could always count on chicken fingers. You could always count on bean burritos. Ooh. And you could always count on pizza. And the fourth staple was French fries. Maybe straight, maybe crinkle, but always, always fries, always crispy. And at the top of the the buffet glass counter, the sneeze shield. They had a big old thing of that orange seasoning salt. Oh, yeah. Which goes back to my, my story of Adam snorting some. You could just kill everything in that stuff. And then you you slide down to the end where you pay. You grab a $1.25 Gatorade. What a ripoff. And you're on your way to your table. Good. But Good uh, Well, let's transition to some more interesting <clears throat> topics. You mean to tell a Vegas story? So, as we know, to our 24 followers... The Golden Voice <laughs> spent a good deal of time in Las Vegas. WFUCK out here in Lost Wages. Here, with, here with 
with the golden voice and the last man. <laughs> we came back broke. I didn't go. Actually, I'm still broke. Actually, I didn't come back broke, but I had to buy fucking tires the day I came back. So what I did You're come broke. back with is is gone. But G- give us don't get too long winded. Give us uh, the best. I'm gonna do three. I'm gonna do. Th- I'm gonna. I got three. A little, I got a little mini thing. I'm gonna do two highlights. All right. Mini thing. This is not even Vegas related. On the way to the Atlanta airport, Dad and Banks are hungry, so we stop at a Hardee's. And I found out that my old man... Hardee's, please do subscribe. <laughs> I found out my old man frequents this Hardee's quite a bit. Oh, wow. Because when we get up to the window, the ladies inside are like, You ain't getting no steak biscuit today! <laughs> It's like Jesus. Oh. Do they know your name too? Oh He's my like, because he was just getting something for Banks, I think, and a coffee for himself. And they're like, "Your order's different." I'm like, I leaned up to Banks. I was like, "This is this is bad. This is a bad sign for Dad's health if the Hardys drive through people <laughs> know him this well." It'd be worse. They, oh, the boys from College Junior told us you weren't here last week either. <laughs> he was like, "I don't come here that much." I was like, yeah, I, "I beg to differ." So that happened. That was a good laugh. That was a it was a nice way to start. I have an overwhelming sense of pride that I don't have a fast food joint that knows me. <laughs> apparently, uh, there's other places that do that probably aren't. They're only a step above that. Yeah. No, but, apparently Hoyt hits this Hardee's on a regular basis. Okay. It is right there by 400 before you hop on to head south to work. So I, I I see it, but it's like that's for them to know you that well on a Friday morning. <laughs> it's like you're you're here too much. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, or not enough. Whatever. It was a good trip out. We met up with Brian uh, past security because he flew up from Pensacola, flew out there. Uh, flight was decent other than the really bad turbulence landing, which, oh, man, like I've never thrown up on a plane. But if there's a time I was going to, it would have been that landing. Well, that always happens. When you come into Vegas, you it's go over bowl, those mountains. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was a little rough. But uh, uh, got to Vegas, checked into the hotel. Standard Vegas trip as far as Vegas goes. We, you know, we changed. We went down. We gambled. We lost some money. We bought some beers. Pretty much had a drink in my hand the whole trip, but I never got out of hand. Definitely one of the highlights of the trip. It's, it's day two, Saturday, and we're going. We stayed at the MGM, but we're going to go to the Cosmopolitan Pool. Now, at this point, none of us really knows what we're in for. We just think we're going to another casino's pool. Come to find out, Cosmopolitan has two pools. They have the Marquee Day Club, and then they have the other one, which is just your regular pool. The Marquee Day Club is like some shit out of MTV Spring Break, you know, Cancun Gone Wild. It's live DJ, pumping hip-hop, very attractive people, and also not so attractive people. And it's butts to nuts crowded, like standing room only in the pool. My dad went and got us... Uh, a round of Coronas. For Any like, Juggalos? <laughs> Any Jolo? Oh, oh, Juggalos. Yeah. Uh, not in the makeup. Okay. But it's it's like, it's it's the next level. Like, you got to pay to get in. Uh, one of the guys in our group pulled some strings and got us free access to it. But, like, when you get to the elevator at the top, because the pool's on, like, the fourth floor of the hotel, you're greeted by bikini girls with shots of rosé, which is like, this is not something I would think to shoot but if you're gonna hand it to me i'll 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 take it if there's a sparkling wine to shoot it's probably rosé yeah but i mean the whole place has just got mtv vibes written all over because when my dad dan cortez around 
Uh, I don't, I don't. Can you give me one second? Yeah, Do you, you, no, I want the listeners to hear this. Uh, so, uh, quick thing uh, to our 24 <laughs> followers. It was a weird stop there. It was a weird stop, but it was necessary because, as we mentioned earlier, when we started, all of a sudden, it just became the perfect time to FaceTime friends. It's FaceTime hour. Yeah, and uh, I had to cease and desist and make that stop because yeah. it was loud. Yeah. But you were saying... this. Th- we, we knew what we were dealing with when my dad disappeared to go get us a round of beers, and he just went and got five Coronas to get something quick so we could all get a drink on our hand because... It's crowded, and we're standing around. It's kind of awkward because people are partying, and we've got all of our shit with us. Like, It's like, what are we supposed to do? It's $55 for five Coronas. I don't know what the math is on that, but it's $11 like... $11 a beer. Like, this is... You clearly did not <laughs> do well in that, but continue. It's like, that's a lot for a Corona. So that's not even... Extra. It's probably... Okay, so with tip, you're probably looking at... It's a lot of money for Corona. Yeah. So after that, I was like, let's switch to some hard stuff, so we're at least... Getting your money's worth. Yeah. So from that point, I was like, well, drink a shame. Like, rum, pineapple, Sprite, bring it on. Oh, yeah. So. The uh, drink that didn't get you laid. Exactly. So at some point, we're all standing around, and it's kind of like, what do we do? Because we come to find out, they've got these cabanas lining the pool, and then they also have these, like, day beds that are literally lining the edge of the pool. And uh, one of the guys from our group goes and asks, we come to find out the cabanas are seven grand. And the day beds <laughs> choked on water. <laughs> the day beds that are just kind of next to the pool, which is basically a queen size bed with towels on it, but it's made out of like white wicker. Those are two grand. Okay. Like, okay. So we're not going to get any of those. And even uh, one of the guys in our group, Rich, is like, "Who the fuck would buy that? Like, what a waste of money! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even if you can afford it, what a stupid waste of money!" So we've agreed. Well, we're not going to get any chairs. So we're all just kind of standing there. We got backpacks on, and it's like, what the fuck do we do? It's crowded. People are partying. There's, like, weird foreign guys over here with bad tattoos that are, you know, nodding their head to the music. Like soprano bad or just bad? Yeah, soprano bad. Okay. Yeah, or, or like, like ex-Russian mob bad, like prison tats. Sure. Gnarly looking. Um, I eye an opening in the pool, and it's right in front of the lifeguard stand. And right next to the lifeguard stand, there's an opening. So, like, that's the perfect spot. So I immediately was like, take my shit, I get in the water, I'm going to go spread out and claim this this bank of pool. And I tell them, like, bring all the shit around, set it in front of me, because we had gone there and closed and changed. It's like, set all the shit in front of me, and then y'all can all trickle in, and we'll have our own little section of pool. And it worked out. And as soon as we're in the water, Banks makes friends with this cute blonde girl named, uh, I don't know, Julia. Make up the name. I think yeah. her name was Julia. I don't remember Color right Jules. She was very pretty. She loved me because she's a Bernie fan. And as soon as she found out Banks was was uh, Team Trump, she oh. was she was like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Well, you'd like my brother." So she liked me because of my politics. I, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Okay, real quick. How long did it take Banks to let this girl know that he was a Trump fan? It, it came up. Is quickly. that a pickup line? I don't. Well, I think what happened. She's from Sacramento. So they're talking about where they're from, and I, she was, she's a few years older than him. I think she actually started the "Who do you like in politics?" conversation. The, the fuck kind of conversation is that for a Vegas pool? It doesn't matter. Things worked out for him in that regard. <laughs> I've seen photos. I don't think they did. Well, you've can... seen different photos. Okay. 
Continue. She's very pretty, very friendly. She's chatty with me. She's like, yeah, me and your brother over here, we like Bernie. Uh, we just like the idea of, I don't know, people getting taken care of. And you're over here being a dick with your Trump or whatever. And she liked his hog and his look. So she, you know, she was willing to look the other way on the politics. Yeah, I was a- so they're, <laughs> they're making out in the pool. It's getting more and more crowded. And then in stumbles uh, the big girl that she saw in the video. Oh, the ass clapper. She and she did she did display her her ass clapping abilities. She's she's what Pete Holmes calls a thicker milkshake. She's she's a bigger gal with a shaved yeah, head from McDonald's. <laughs> if we're doing the milkshake comparison, there's no milk involved. It's just shake. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, continue. She, she's a bigger gal, and it was her twenty first birthday. She's having a good time. She's drinking heavy, uh, and it's clear. Yeah, uh, and she she. She became very fond of me and my dad and Brian and Rich. And Banks is kind of, he's off with his blonde, getting getting groped under the water. and <laughs> Finger rubbed her. <laughs> she tries to like, she tries to like get up on Rich. And Rich just kind of turns around and she goes to Brian. This is my favorite part of the whole day. She gets up close to Brian. And she goes, are you my friend? And Brian goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> dad, the only way it could be better if he had just heisman just, t- just put his hand just, slowly, just slowly push your face away and to the side. <laughs> and like, you know, she she was def- she was let down but not defeated. She pivots to me and she goes, are you my friend? And I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> I don't want to, because I'm thinking like, I don't want to get too I just pushed her face away. I don't want to get put down twice in a row. And so she proceeds to turn around and grind her massive thonged butt on me. <laughs> I told I told Banks and Brian I was like as, as big as she was her butt cheeks felt good. <laughs> There's that. And then and then she moved from me to my dad and she kind of hangs on him and he's trying to be nice too but it's just this it's very awkward. So she kind of gives up on us and she's she's making you know uh, doomy eyes with the lifeguard and she starts to climb the lifeguard tower from out of the pool and her just. Her massive ass just comes out of the water. <laughs> and the lifeguard's trying not to laugh and trying to tell her to get down, get back in the water. I'm going to have you kicked out. Get down, get back in the water. That's when she kind of just goes, okay. And she she claps her ass for everybody, <laughs> which is like, hey, hey, she's twerking. All right. And then she just backflops <laughs> into the pool, soaking all of our shit. Because yeah. it's all right there next to the lifeguard shack. When she comes up out of the water, it's when she says, it's my birthday, and I see the opportunity now. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's that guy right there's birthday, too. You should go say hello. <laughs> and she disappears and through the crowd. Uh, and the next thing you know, Banks no longer has his blonde girlfriend. He has he, been yeah. jumped. He's lugging the ass clapper through and the pool. And he's like, what the fuck? Who did, like, where, where did this come? And she's just like, she's got her legs wrapped around him arms around his neck and he's walking towards us with the what did you just do to me arms and he gets told by security by by the same lifeguard like put her down and he does and then she has my dad fix her bikini top because it was falling off Uh which that was funny to watch and then he helps her go find her sober friend and kind of gives her a forewarning like she's gotten warned a few times maybe Maybe get her under control. He comes back. We all have a laugh about it. Then we all go to light up our cigars that we had bought for the pool. 
And as uh, Rich is lighting his, security shows up out of nowhere and says, you can't smoke in the pool. Mind you, everyone's smoking around the pool. It's just in the pools. I know. Mm-hmm. So we had to waste a cigar. It was interesting. At some point, we had to tell Banks, like, hey, we're going to go gamble. We only committed to being here for a few hours. And his blonde girlfriend was very upset that we were taking him away. But they exchanged. She got over the Trump part by this. Oh, yeah. I mean, she, she Politics was, don't really matter at the pool. She was into Banks. Yeah. She was, and she was older. She was 25. But she was into him. I think they exchanged numbers. I think he saw her again before we left. She, she didn't care. Yeah. It, was, it was whatever the reason may be. It was an interesting icebreaker. Supposedly, and I don't know how how true this will be. She's going to be his date to the Martin wedding in July because mm. she lives in Sacramento. <laughs> this gives me hope. I was like, okay, because I when we parted ways on Sunday, I was like, have you texted that girl? He's like, oh yeah. She she wants to know when we're coming out to L.A. for the wedding because she wants to meet up with me. I was like, dude. That's your wedding date right there. Oh. He's like, oh, I've already brought it up. <laughs> it's like, well, one can only hope. <laughs> Man, oh, shit. It's, this is going to get interesting. Nice. Well, that sounds like a smashing good time. The pool was fun. You know, it's the kind of event that I would have never have voluntarily gone to as a young person. Sure. The MTV spring break crowd. Dan Cortez. Yeah. I'm just, you know, hip hop and dancing and. Ass clapping. It's all appealing on TV, but it's like, I don't want to go be there in the middle of it. I don't want to pay $11 for a beer I don't like and and stand and piss. Like, you could smell the pee coming out of <laughs> the water. You know, you know, it's like, nobody's getting up. I'll just be waiting for the floater. <laughs> Someone's going to shit in this pool. So it's like, this is really cool. It's a fun experience. It's not one I would have gone to as a 21-year-old mm-hmm. to, like, rage and meet, meet girls. But as a 31-year-old who's passed that... Phase it it honestly sounds like the kind of pool party that AJ would would be Absolutely. At. Yeah. It was like something out of Entourage. That's, I'm just tying it in the Sopranos. Kind yeah. Of. It's like a half-hearted <laughs> thing. But I do imagine yeah. that like it went, if AJ had gone on to his club promotion yeah. and that would have inevitably, inevitably failed, yeah. which it would have, he would have found his way at some kind of Vegas pool. Well, yeah, no, this was straight out of Entourage. And Entourage has plenty of Sopranos tie-ins because of the whole Meadow Soprano turtle mm. relationship. This is something that the Entourage crowd would have gone to and, and, and you know, two-thirds of them would have liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun for what it was. We left. We gambled a little bit. We, you know, that was the big night where we put on suits and ties and went out and did the Ferris wheel and all mm. that sort of stuff. But as far as Vegas goes, it was Vegas. We gambled. You know, we all came back with a little bit of money. I don't think anybody went bust. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's plenty I could go into that the group probably doesn't want me to go into. Yeah. But uh, it was, as far as Vegas trips go, it was a good one. In fact, my dad's buddy, Rich, that went out there with us, told my dad, you know, a few days after the trip was over, like, that's the most fun I've ever had in Las Vegas. There you go. And he and I, you know, he and my dad go more often certainly than me or my brothers do. When it was over, my dad was like, "Man, I'm ready to go back. <laughs> like, I just want to go." Because I'll tell you what, the one thing that I had a lot of fun doing was playing craps. You just kind of get hooked oh, into yeah. that, and if you get a hot shooter, it's just like, "Fuck, this is fun." Yeah, never really did get that hot shooter, and we had some shitty dealers at one hotel. But you know, playing craps was fun. People watching was fun. That is Vegas. Yeah. People people watching. The best way to button it up, though, was the flight home. 
and I'm gonna have to I have to I have to mention these people because I'm probably gonna give tell the one girl I gave her a shout out. We sat with the sweetest people you have ever met in your life on our flight home to Atlanta. I'm on four hours of sleep. I went to bed at 2 a.m. the night before. Dad woke us up at six to grab our shit and be in the lobby by 6:30 because the flights at the flights at eight. We got to be at the airport by seven, no later, whatever. So I'm I'm on no sleep, and this uh, this girl that really reminds me of my sister-in-law gets on the plane, but she's covered in tattoos, which is not my sister-in-law. And then this this older guy is right behind her. He gets on, and they're on my they're on my row. I'm on the aisle. He's in the middle. She's on the window. And we start talking right away. Could not be nicer people. And her best friend is over there sitting next to Banks. And Banks is just charming her big time. Comes to find out that she's like in her 50s, but she doesn't look it. She looks like maybe 30 at the most. But I had planned on sleeping on the plane, but instead talked to this family the whole time. They, were leave, they live in Las Vegas. They were leaving to fly to Atlanta to catch a connecting flight to go to Paris. No. Oh. And so I brought you up. I said, my cousin was in uh, France recently. I said, I didn't really get a whole lot of France tales from him. I did learn how great the water pressure is at, <laughs> in the toilets at the Normandy Beach. So look out for that, yeah. I suppose. Strong. Strong. <laughs> and they're like, that's an interesting anecdote to come back with. I was like, it's just, it's strong. I'm glad it's that's what you shared. Uh, I think I gave <laughs> well, you more stories well, you than did, that. But I also told them, I gave them your, your museum tip. I said, the one thing that he said to me that has stuck with me, if I ever go there, public bathrooms are hard to come by. You get that well, museum. Well, clean ones. Clean ones. Yeah. You get that museum pass that you can go to any museum, and you got a clean bathroom on like every everywhere. corner of Paris. Yeah, everywhere. And they were like, that is an insanely good idea. It's a very good idea. Because what they're doing is they're flying out there, and they're going to kind of do like an 11-day trip around Paris to uh -huh. all these other smaller sure, cities, sure. and then spend three in Paris. Yeah. I was like, when you get to Paris, it's like 120 U.S. dollars. Well, it's 120 euro, which is about oh. 160 U.S. Okay. dollars. I mis I misremembered that. I was like, it's all good. Get that pass. They're gonna buy it anyway. You got a bathroom anytime you need it. Super nice. Even if you don't like art, yeah, it's worth it for the clean bathroom. And we did it. it but uh, it could not have ended the trip on a higher note. I mean, uh, George next to me, you know, he he had plenty of cool shit to say. She goes to the Viva Las Vegas thing that me and Kristen used to go to, the '50s thing out there. Had a ton in common with these people. It was that perfect scenario of. You, you sit next to people on a plane all the time and hardly say two words. And we didn't stop talking until we landed. Mm. And even then we kept talking. And then became Facebook friends with uh, Anna on my row. And uh, really cool people. And there's Hickman's being talked about in Paris. You right never know. Yeah. I want to give him a shout out. I'm going to tell Anna we, I brought her up. My dad, when we landed, he's like, did you tell him about the podcast? I was like, hey. <laughs> It's like these people have a. I, I made a really good impression on I'm, these I'm, people. I'm glad you mentioned that. Though. Some people ask me like, "Oh, I heard you had a podcast." I'm like, "I, I, 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 I do, I do, I do, and I don't. I do, and I, I, do, I, don't. I don't. I do, and I do, and I, I don't. And I, well, I do. Uh, like, what's it about? And I try to. I'm like, it's a, it's a, it's a cooking podcast. It's um, what, what's going to interest you the least? Yeah. No, but he was like, why didn't you, why didn't you share it? He said, you did, you did a handout cards. Like, listen, I made a really good impression hand on, on this cards. Fam what is this? Like the nineties? No, when but I he, he said, if you get, you just make up some generic cards and when it comes up, you give it to somebody. So they have something to, to remember. Actually not a bad, uh, yeah, not a great, well, it's all, it's a, you know what would set that apart? I don't think there's anyone else giving out cards for a podcast. If so you said no. like, I have a podcast, oh, what is it? Boom. 
You just no, throw a card it, out there. It's really more or less like a, here you're going to forget in ten minutes, but stick this in your pocket and you might remember. You might when you remember get home. it later. Yeah. But I told him I was like, I made a really good impression on these really nice people. <laughs> as much as I like, I'm proud of my podcast. It. <laughs> The last thing I need is for for her to like be on the plane to Paris and download the the you know the most recent Andy book. Griffith's big old boner. Yeah, or, yeah. or you know we're talking about eating ass and it's like, ooh, this this person I just added on Yellow Facebook. Beard's docking. Yeah, Yellow Beard's docking adventure. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, like we just became friends on Facebook. If she's listening to my and podcast, friended. All of a sudden, we're not friends on Facebook anymore. <laughs> well, I would counter that with like, what did you really lose? And I would honestly say like, they might love it. You never know. You never but know. But like, I do understand the feeling. Because, like, like, again, it's like, wait a minute, you have a podcast? And I'm like, well, we'll bring this up. I won't say any names here. Yeah. But this week, I told you a little bit about this story already. I was having, it was like an impromptu meeting of, I have to be careful of how I, how I structure this story. Yeah. Actually, fuck it, I don't. Because that person's <laughs> not listening anyway. But I, I met a bunch of new people, and it might have been friendly, it might have been work-related. We'll leave that up in, up in the air. Yeah. And, uh... They were like, hey, tell us a little bit, you know, introduce yourself to the new people. And I was like, hey, you know, I don't really, this is kind of spur of the moment. My name's Austin. I've been here, yada, yada, yada. I was on my way to take a shit. Yeah, I was going to take a shit right now. And I, <laughs> I usually tug one out. It's about two o'clock. So, like, forgive me if I'm a little bit backed up in both ways, but my name's Austin. You're interrupting my boner time right yeah, now. Yeah, this, this is usually when I taco <laughs> chore myself. So I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, but I, I didn't really know what to say, so I was like, hey, you know, uh, awkwardly, I'm Austin, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, I've been here X, Y, Z amount of years. Uh, I'm the old timer. I'm the old timer, you know. And uh, this particular person that was yeah. like, oh, well, you know, he has a podcast. And I was surprised. Yeah. Because I didn't think he knew that, right. for one. And two, it was just like, caught me, that caught me more off guard than being brought into the meeting, that he would know that. And then he... I'm like, oh, and for a split second, I'm like, what a what a compliment. Yeah. Compliment. This guy knows I have a pocket. He's listening. And then he goes, I gave it 20 minutes one time. It's really <laughs> long-winded, though. So if you like long-winded, and he, he, he really accentuated that part. If you really like long, boring, yeah, if you like stupid long, like podcast. And I looked at him for just that half second, and I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, don't. What'd you call it? It was a... It's a compusult. A comp... Yes. It's a mixture of a compliment and an insult. Insult. It yeah. was It was like... I just literally want to be like, go fuck yourself, yeah. bro. Like, I'm sorry that the 20 minutes out of your life... Because what he did was probably listen to that 20 minutes and knowing him, he, he doesn't dive into our level. No. He, he lives on... He, he's in TED Talk land. <laughs> he wants his podcast to broaden his horizons and make him feel smarter. Hey, you know what? You tune into this one, you're going to learn how to eat an asshole. Yeah, there's a lot to learn from this podcast, <laughs> friends. Even away from The Sopranos, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. But it was just like, that's what you let out? Like, when you say, like, he's got a podcast. You should, yeah. I mean, I gave it 20 minutes once. <laughs> how much, I mean, how many hours of material do you have? Like, 15, 16 hours of material? And this and this guy gave it yeah, 20 yeah, minutes? Probably. And he's like, well, if you want, like, if you can, like. If you got more than an hour and a half of time on your hands, it's expendable. <laughs> I don't have that, but you might have that. He probably rides his bike to work. Does he? <laughs> it's so true that it took me aback. Because <laughs> I, well, I only say that because podcast time is is car rush time. hour car yeah. time. So and that's if, what I mentioned. I if, said I, I, so. I countered him in his not If he's you, on a fixie, but I countered his gonna... story. Was like, hey man, there are a lot of long podcasts, and two. 
We do this for my sister. <laughs> we do this for the person that has an LA yeah, commute. She's got an LA commute. And our arguably our second, we'll talk about this, but our yeah. second biggest fan. Yeah. And it just it's just not everybody's just riding remember, a fixed I mean, gear bike to work. Liter- yeah, it literally chapped my asshole. I was like, you fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Like he's got a podcast, it's good. I mean it's I mean it's it's not great, but he's got one. And it's really long, so like, if you want to waste some time, that's basically what you're saying. Like, if you want to waste some time in your life, yeah. Like, okay, sorry, I don't have a TED talk. So sorry. You go, uh, thank you. Like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Think... I'm sorry. I'm not Gary Vachernik here to tell you how to run your business <laughs> into the next generation. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not Grant Cardone. Go fuck yeah. yourself. It was just, it just pissed me off. But anyways, that that was. But yeah, that I mean, that... the podcast is polarizing. So that's our point. It was like when well, people say, "Oh, you have a podcast," I'm like, ah. Well, yeah, I mean. Th- uh, the flight from Vegas to Atlanta is three and a half hours, I think. Yeah, barely. Just long enough for Andy Griffith's big old boner. And... Well, no, it, the point is that's not enough time to establish whether or not this new friend understands your sense of humor. Sure. Because you're just, you're making plain conversation. Mm-hmm. And it, albeit good plain conversation in this particular case, but it's like, if I bring this up and if you listen, your whole opinion of me might change within the span of two hours. So, uh, look, okay, I've gone back and forth on this a lot, <laughs> just by myself, not on the pocket. But like, yeah. it, they have to realize that, and some on some level, even though this is just you and I talking, this is a show. Yeah, there are elements of this that we would not enter. It, 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 it okay. It's just as much us as it is when we when you were having the nice conversation with your plain friends. Yeah, but that this isn't really you in the same way that that probably was not. <laughs> It, yeah. No, you're right. It's There's not. no way to justify. This is us. <laughs> it's it's us. us. Yeah. We would have these same conversations with these same dis distasteful so jokes I, okay, if this okay. microphone wasn't. No, no, I, and I know on. that. I know that. So I guess what you would then ask yourself after having backtracked that whole part I was about to say <laughs> was this is us. Yeah. So if if you let them hear it and they were like, Ugh, then that's that. Yeah, that's that. In this particular scenario, I think the reason we exchanged names was because Kristen and I do have plans eventually to go back to that festival. Mm-hmm. She was like, next time you come, reach out. Let me know. We'll hang out when you're when you're out here at, at the thing. And I just remember thinking, maybe I don't introduce the podcast to this person. Because that does sound cool. Because I think just from that brief time, like, Kristen would get along with her. Should be somebody else we know in Vegas because we've met other people at that show before and we have their information too. And whenever we did go back, we were, it's always like we will let you guys know when we come back. So, but uh, the bigger point being, if we're gonna build this podcast, if we're gonna grow our fan numbers, we're gonna we're gonna pick up you know ten and we're gonna lose twelve. Like it's just it's just the way it goes. But I have no problem with people coming and going that I never meet face to face. So I guess the long story of what we just turned into 10 minutes was your dad was right. You should have fucking told him about the podcast because you lose nothing. You lose nothing. You gain something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I will because there was a specific shout out. I think I will send send uh, Anna a message and say, hey, I have a podcast. Mentioned you and your family on it because of the flight back. Take a listen to episode (laughs) 11. Maybe skip uh Four? Go to the 40. <laughs> it's 42 minutes in. We're going to start this episode. Yeah, let's get Supreme. We, we talked about this on 10. If you're here with us at this point, you know that we're transitioning off this very soon. But this is episode 11, Nobody Knows Anything, Sopranos, season one, 
episode eleven. We've spent we've we've talked about possibly just playing different movies in the background moving forward after the season one is over. What are your thoughts on Gangs of New York being a background? I think it's a two parter. Well, yeah, it's a long movie. Yeah, but there's not there's nothing to say that we couldn't just start it before we even turn the microphone on. Look, that's my point. I'm willing and open to do. I, I don't think we say no to anything. I think yeah. if you come up and you said, let's watch uh, Army of Darkness, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, oh, this episode starts out with straight tits. I forget about this. Just <laughs> and, a, uh, and a really long, long thong. Yeah, not great, though. Get it up over those hip bones. Yeah. Or it's not good. But, uh, no, I think we don't say no to anything. I think we just we, we plug along. Yeah, I don't understand why women ever wore their underwear that high. She has turned her her pubic area into something you could fit a softball on top of. <laughs> like you can you can <laughs> So you're saying the underwear have actually extended <laughs> over time. Well, you just your brain is tuned to think that the underwear covers where the hair grows. And then the way she was just wearing that thong is like does her pubic hair start at her belly button and go down? Because the the position of the underwear would lead you to think like, it's like she's literally hiding like her last two rows of abdominal muscles yeah. with that thong, and that's the way women wore it in the eighties and nineties. And it's I true. Dan Cortez days. I don't I don't get. Apparently, we we're going to call this episode Dan Cortez. I guess, and I'm going to have to look him up because I don't even know who the what fuck the he is. Fuck? Okay. <laughs> yeah, look him up. I'm not going to explain. I'm not going to waste any time. I'm sure if you show me a picture of him, I might go, oh, that guy. But he was, by a, name, he was I in Seinfeld, know. too. He was Elaine's boyfriend, who, a really cool guy, and, and, and George really wants to be his friend. So they take him rock climbing with him and Kramer. Oh, yeah. And, and he was the one who's like, uh, step off, George. Step off. <laughs> That's Dan Cortez. But well, I know him from that. that. That's all I know him from, though. Yeah, well, he was a big time uh, spring break original MTV guy. He was okay. like the guy. Shit, rock, rock jock or what was it? Rock. VJ? I don't even think he was a VJ. He was more of like an on-air personality that didn't... I don't know. Anyways. I remember Tabitha Sorn. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. And um, Kurt Loader. <laughs> Kurt Loader, bro. And the then, 70-year-old guy trying to hang out in 19... And uh, I forget his name, but the, the, the stocky black guy with the giant hat that his dreads went into. I know what you're talking about. I don't know his name. <laughs> but you know Dan Cortez. Yeah. Dan Cortez was a was a guy. So we got uh, so Puss, Pussy blows his back out, that's which what, is all that's bullshit. what we saw in the yeah that's what we saw in the in the uh, in the prostitutes in the brothel, and then he sets up Jimmy Altieri to get pinched for gun running. Yep, and then runs, which is hilarious. It just makes sense why he runs because he presumably set it up and he's already informing. So I mean, I understand if he runs to save face with the crew, but why he, keep running? Why keep running? Yeah. When, you know, like why look out of breath when they finally catch up to you? But yeah, is there? Could you imagine? Is there a better place to have a, a sudden medical issue than a brothel? Like they're gonna, they're gonna try and take. No hooker wants you to die on their bed. No, and yeah, you can't. You know. <laughs> I don't have anything to say to that. <laughs> like, what better place to have a sudden back injury? Like, uh, I'll roll over. Let me rub it for you until the ambulance gets here. <laughs> you mean to finish that hand job before you leave? <laughs> I would be like, mm, yeah. 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 Why not? 
you know, it's not a quite matchy matchy, but Junior is rocking a sweet black Kangol with uh, some black accents on uh, his uh, and always brown, very, always brown. He's a big fan of that shit brown color. That earth tones are always going to be Uncle Junior, and he's got those uh, those those. I love Junior's glasses. I think if I ever have to wear glasses as an older man, I'm going to go for the Junior. The Junior. They should actually. You should actually start that brand. You probably have some trouble with HBO, but but yeah. So <clears throat> now you got. Uh, Kevin McAllister's dad. Peter McAllister. Pe- yeah, Peter McAllister. The, the, the father. father. Um, Jinx. He is the uh, on on the take for Tony because he owes him a large amount of gambling debt. And he is about to tell him... It's that- not Tony that he owes. He owes pussy, which is why they're so skeptical as to whether or not he's being honest. Pretty remember? sure he owes, him, he owes Tony. Well, he, he might owe him both. But he's about to tell him that, that uh, pussy is... The rat. He's he wired is, for sound. He's wired for sound, quote unquote. But Tony doesn't want to believe it. No, Tony doesn't want to hear it, because Pussy's like a brother. <clears throat> but Pussy also gets passed over. So, in the scheme of the mob mentality, you understand, you know, he's not very happy. Mm-mm. Everybody else got a bump. He didn't. And the uh, episodes to come before the season wraps, they're all suspicious of him. They're feeling him up for wires. They're taking him to Russian bathhouses, <laughs> asking him to take a shirt off. Nobody buys his back bullshit. Polly even says, you know, well, I, he went to the he I went to the doc- to, yeah, yeah, I sent him to a buddy of mine that's a who works in the Jets. Yeah, best best back doctor in the state. Nothing wrong with him. It's all in his head, which is probably all true. Which is why it's so like it's so eerie when they clip him. At the uh, next season, when he's when he's spoiler alert, <laughs> when they're telling he's telling the story about being down in in uh, Miami or wherever, getting his back worked on and giving it to some girl ah. on the table, and Tony goes, "Was <laughs> she even fucking real?" It's like, "Ooh, you're gonna get murdered." Well, the thing is, you see in his face, like, "Nope, nope, it's nope, all bullshit." She wasn't real, but he was a good storyteller. No, and that, I've said it in an earlier episodes. Like, guys, do me a favor, not in the face. Not in the face. It's like, what do you care? You're in the ocean. <laughs> You've done this before. You're not. Your body's not going back to shore. They're not going to lay a rosary on your chest and give you an open <laughs> casket for your kids. You're going to go into a garbage bag, and yeah. you're going to get wrapped in chains, and you're going to get eaten by plant or uh, by uh, by sea life yeah. over the next you know six months to a year. Like, what do you mean not in the face? Like, get please, like as quickly as possible, right here in between the eyes. Honestly, if someone had a gun in your face, who knows what you would say. I, yeah. could, I I might be like, could you just not my tits, please? <laughs> can I? Can you just? Can I jerk off real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to die it, with a full. It's been a. It's been like two days, yeah. and I I don't want my last one wasn't very good. I don't want my last yeah. one to be my last one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That that could seriously. That's like when be, I get bad. Honestly, that would be funny because I can actually see you doing that. Like every every gun's getting point. Like, uh, excuse me, quickly. Uh <laughs> Can I just flog this dolphin pop into the, one more time? I'm not going to go anywhere. We're in the middle of the ocean. We can do it right here. I mean, I'm not saying you have to watch. But it's like when I get bad hot wings, I always have to have makeup wings. Yeah. Like I got $3 cafe wings the other night because they were deliverable and they were terrible. Why do you do this? You mentioned this. Other, like, why do you do it? Because you, I, there's no good wings around me that are deliverable. So if I want wings, I just have to go for shitty ones and hope that they're decent. Can I make a suggestion here? What's up? When you get that wing urge, mm-hmm. okay, you have a Kroger near you, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. You go to Kroger. You got frozen wings. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you need, you're going to have to 
forethought is going to be a part of this. Well, you realize the whole reason they're being delivered is because I don't want to leave because the girls are going bananas. It doesn't matter. And the food you're not going to be leaving. To me. But you're going to be coming home from work, mm-hmm. right? You buy some frozen wings. I like the organic ones. I've told you about this. Yeah. You can leave the carrot out of it, okay? <laughs> you buy the organic wings. You run them under your hot tap. 30, 45 minutes. Just enough to soften them up, get the, get the thaw off them, mm. right? Wipe them down, paper towel, get them as dry as you can, okay? Turn your oven up, 250. You've already lost me. No, well, then you, you're going to listen to this seven times. No, I, not not like an instructional. I, I won't bake my wings. If you would trust me on this, I'm... They're not going to get crispy enough. I would need to call my mom. <laughs> she didn't believe me either. You know what she said when she left here? Those are the best wings I've ever had. And they were as crispy as if they had been fried. Okay. So just hear me. I'm going to give you the scientific process to how this works. One, it's healthier. You're going to love this. There's no fried, and they're baked, and they're just as crispy. Mm. You go to 250. Okay. You take those dried off wings as much as you can. Mm. You're not going to be completely. Yeah. Put them on a tinfoil sheet. Okay? Fat side up. So if they're flat, you know what side that is. And then for for the drums, you can... I, you know, you can see where the fat is. Yeah. Put them in the oven. Those go in for about 25, 30 minutes. That 250, that low heat will render the fat through the meat. Okay. So they don't, they're not going to, they're not going to get dried out. And then after 30 minutes, you crank the heat to 425 and you leave them in for, depending upon your oven, 35 to 50 minutes and you eyeball it. Mm-hmm. Okay. My convection oven's brand new. So I have to, I, it's a, I have to really watch them because 35 minutes is almost the perfect amount. For someone's regular oven, 40, 45. Yeah. Take them. You can take a fork and, and knock these wings at 40 minutes, and you will hear nothing. Crunch, 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 crunch. Mm. Then you take them out, and you have your own wing sauce. I've told you how to do this. Yeah. Take Texas peat and butter and a little bit of mustard. You've got a I, standard hot wing sauce. I, I have my own recipe I like to do for wing sauce. Just... Let's do this before we do this again, because I I know that you're on like a wing cycle of a two to three day want. Yeah, I just, got a, I got a bad problem. Just, how about I tell you what? Next time we're uh, potting, we're potting. I'm making wings. Okay. Tell me about your wing sauce so I can have something that you would uh, be excited about. Well, when I make wing sauce, I have, obviously I haven't made it for wings at home because I haven't done wings at home. But I usually do it for a buffalo dip, which we'll actually have at the party on Sunday. Okay. I go Franks. I forget the ratio. I remember it once I start working. But it's so much Franks and so much melted butter. And that's that's my that's my go-to for wing sauce. Okay. It's just Franks original. And uh, I forget if it's salted or unsalted butter. Well, you know what you're going to get when you're with me? <laughs> the Kroger off-brand. Yeah. Yeah. But I counterbalance that with high-quality butter. I'm not going to say the name of the brand. Kerrygold? I, no, Kerrygold shit. I, I balance this with real Atlanta-made, unbelievable butter. Okay. And so you get this real great, expensive butter with the 89-cent hot sauce and then a dash of real German mustard. It's a very... You won't even know what's in there. Mm. But just a dash of what's real... What's that for? It just... I don't really know. It just, add, it just, it just adds flavor level. It just mm. takes that kind of tang that you get a natural spiciness off the mustard... But you don't taste mustard. It's just a nice attitude. And also, it's a, it's a nice little thickening agent. Okay. And then if I really want it, the sauce to be thick, I'll add a dash of cornstarch. If I'm okay with it being a little runny, I'll keep without the cornstarch. Runny is usually okay. When I do the buffalo chicken dip, I actually buy 
chicken salad from the fresh market mm -hmm. so it's already shredded and it's got some celery mixed into it mayonnaise and a bunch of other shit and i actually toss that in my franks to butter ratio that i do and then i introduce a half a cup of this really good fresh market brand blue cheese mm. so you got a blue cheese hot flavor all mixed in with that shredded chicken I spread that out over a baking dish, and then I do shredded sharp cheddar on top of it and bake it till the cheddar melts. Two so. things. One, we're going to do this next time. Yeah. I'm going to make you a believer in baking wings and getting crispy enough. Because you know that I'm on the same page with yeah. the crispiness. And if I tell you that I would prefer my wings outside of the chicken, outside of the wing ranch, yeah. and even sometimes, even then, because when they're lazy... Yeah, they I mean, get lazy. The, there's, it's uh, not all the time. The the seven thousand times I've been to the Wing Ranch, maybe ten have left me a, a little disappointed. Just, but even on those days, it's like they're still better than they're any still other better wing than right. Had. But even then, they get lazy. I've never been disappointed by my own. All In right. fact, the only times I've been disappointed by my own were I overcrisped them, and mm. even then, that's not so bad. No, that's not the end of the world. So I would rather it be like Christmas vacation. Dry you know, them out. Like, yeah. Just like, ugh, this is, there's no juice. I'd rather that than when you bite into it and it makes that sound. That, well, just trust that, me when, when, when my madre hears this and text message you, which she will, yeah. she will vouch for this and tell you that she had the best wing she ever had. And this was like five, six weeks ago. This is a good time to make an official stop for a break. Also, to remind people, this is about the Sopranos. Yeah, we're not, not really touching too much on it. I mean, we're, we're I, I, I I get the feeling we're going to sort of get senioritis here because we've already agreed to to pivot to some other form of visual medium sure. once this season is over. So we're not... Before we before we pause, let's ask a real quick question. Don't go... Make this a 15-second bit. Yeah. Tony's favorite wings flavor. Uh, I have an idea. It's going to be... I, I would probably say garlic parmesan. Teriyaki. <laughs> That's well, my thought on it. I thought about it. Because they're always eating Chinese food. Like, if they're not Sometimes, eating Italian... No, they, they eat Chinese food an awful yeah. lot in this show. When okay. they're, they eat Italian 80% of the time. But if it's not that, it's either it's either eight, it's Chinese or Asian. And I, like, haven't, I haven't taken notes, but I am... I'm, I started season five just the other day, and I, I, I really need to pay attention to see if they ever eat wings on this show. They do not. You know that for a fact? I, I can say with 100% certainty. I've never, I've never seen chicken wings being eaten on the show. But for me, Tony is a hot teriyaki, somewhere in that blend. All right. Well, before we go to a break, what's Junior's hot wing sauce? <laughs> I don't think Junior ever ate a wing. But if he did, that was your question. If he did, he is like that mild, like not hot, barely flavorful. Mild with a side of banana peppers. Get that, yeah, he would get probably that. like he would ask, he would be the guy at the wing store that would ask for something that they clearly don't have. Yeah, like yeah, like we don't we don't. Can I get uh, ten mild and some spicy Italian peppers? You know that you know that vinegar that you can put on your fries at certain places. Oh yeah, malt vinegar. Yeah, yeah. That, he he's probably would go into a wing place and be like just give them to me naked inside of malt vinegar. <laughs> like, ugh. So you just want this isn't Long John Silver, you sir. You just want wings and vinegar. Let me get uh, the naked with tartar. <laughs> no, Jesus! You got a pepper and egg sauce back there. <laughs> roll them around in a yolk. Just roll, toss my eggs in a yolk. Bring me some vinegar and peppers. 
Oh. All right, God. we'll take it to a take break with WFUCK, the band. The band. 97.5. Coming up with next, we got weather and traffic. Until then, here's Bowerman 5000. <laughs> Thanks for ruining our dead or intentional dead air cold cuts. Anyways, we're back from our uh, our PP break, but we're we're back with a. You know why we had the PP break? We had the PP breaks so that we could hash out a very special thank you. No, we had the PP break because of because of why we had to oh to we, take the PP break. Oh, we had to take a PP break because we've been drinking a shitload of Urban South beer straight out of is it New Orleans? New Orleans. New, o- New Orleans? Well, no, no, no. Not New Orleans. You don't want to piss anybody off. New Orleans. Okay. Uh, it came uh, It came by way of a friend. Midge. Midge. Superfan Midge. I will honestly say... Based on her handwritten letter, I would say maybe and, and we're number gonna, one superfan Midge. No, it's Midge. not maybe. It's yeah. official. The, I'm, we're going to talk about this letter here in a second. But uh, before we get to the letter, which touches on a lot of the so, uh, issues that we've discussed in this podcast... Big thanks to Midge. She had a friend of hers bring up a, just a way too much beer. Yeah. And so appreciative that it honestly is the first time I think it is the first time that we felt like, holy shit, we have someone who really loves this podcast and yeah. loves it so much. Yeah. That they They're had beer driven to us. Yeah. From New beer Orleans. Beer and merch. And all, merch. All from Urban South. From Urban South, Urban, Urban South Brewery, New Orleans. And I have it's, to say... It's good. And you don't even like beer. I don't like beer. And I will tell you this. It's really fucking good. And it it, it's good because she sent... So she sent you IPAs, because she's a dedicated listener. De- yeah. Dedicated listener. And she knows that you like IPAs. She knows that I don't like beer. Right. And sent me stuff that she knew I would like. And I have to tell you that cucumber lime gosa... <clears throat> Is fantastic. You know, and I, I thought it was gimmicky. I'll, I'll be honest. And yeah. mi- mi- I mean, Midge, you'll, you'll hear this. I was like, cucumber lime gosa. Like, that seems a little bit hipster. Unbelievable. It's not too much lime. It's not too cucumber much. Cucumber lime pairs well with the goza style. The mm. gozas I'm used to, like the Westbrook goza, they're very salty. They're very tart. But they are perfect for hot weather because they usually only have like a four to five alcohol percentage. This one's four. And you back that with like a tequila shot poolside. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Goza is the perfect summertime beer, especially especially if you're going to the beach. When Kristen and I have gone to like the Gulf before, I always try and get 12 or six if I can find Gozas. Usually Westbrook because that's all you can find around here. This one, I took a sip. Of yours, I didn't love it on that first sip, but I was also in the middle of drinking an IPA, which is kind of a weird combination. Yeah, I have no doubt that the cucumber lime. I think it's a paired with a little ge- tequila. It's on probably the afternoon, geogra- Yeah, it's, it's geographical for you. I think if if you had had this if untainted. Yeah. If you had been poolside, after a nice taco, chore. not a chore, <laughs> not a chore, just taco. Yeah. Uh, you would be like, wow, soft it's, shell. It's very, <laughs> it's very good. Uh, but yes, thank you so much to Urban South Brewery and specifically to Midge for having that driven up to us. Super fan Midge. Super fan. The number one super fan it, Midge. And speaking of number one super fan, not only it's 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 in it's in writing. I mean, this, she wrote this letter. This letter could have easily gotten her grounded, and she wouldn't have been able to go to the popular kids party. 
circa I mean, 17 years old this is amazing. <laughs> whenever you got in when's trouble. the last time <laughs> honestly when i got when i when when my friend brought me the beer and yeah. it, it came with an envelope mm-hmm. not minage but the friend that she had to drive it up for us yeah when when i got that i was like holy shit <clears throat> a handwritten letter i felt like i was in 1872 yeah this doesn't happen this is why handwritten letters in the mail are still so hot and i would tell all of my friends that you should Definitely do, and I'm getting a text from your wife. Oh, from my wife. Yeah. Should we hit pause? No, she just she's worried about you because you did not send. A oh, text I to forgot her. to tell her that we. I was turning the phone off. I'm saying he is here. I am here and very sorry. I am queer. Get <laughs> used to it. <laughs> no, I normally text her when I because I have to put the phone into airplane mode to record. She, she just responded with a thumbs up. So she keeps solved. it brief. But we'll, we'll keep it What back. I was going to say about this letter, when we eventually have a TPTO office, this has got to be framed oh, somewhere. Yeah. This is the first. I mean, again. Pressure's on not to lose it. Well, for those who are listening, and there's probably not even 24 of you now, but this is why I still handwrite letters. And just quick thing <laughs> Kristen said, uh, no sex, exclamation point. With a winky, smiley emoji. So if there were sex plans tonight, it is out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's out. Eh, it's nine o'clock. I'm going to respond, but what about me? It's, <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> it's getting kind of late. It's getting kind of late. But yeah, this is definitely going to be framed. Um, and, and But... We're not gonna read you the whole. We're gonna mad it. We're not gonna. It. We're not gonna read you the whole note, but we are going to tell you in the midst of watching Peter McAllister about to kill himself because he's been outed. He's very angry. He's upset. How nice is that though to have a like to have a cop walk up to your window and just have a badge to lift up and go, "Oh, you're cool. You're one of us." Yeah. You, you go go right on ahead, sir. So that being said, that's our Sopranos five seconds. Uh, <laughs> She she gives us a nice little thing about here's your beers. Um, she actually mentioned, and this is sorry, Sweetwater. Please don't shit on them like Sweetwater's grass monkey. And Sweetwater had it coming because that beer was terrible. It was awful, really, really bad. Everything I tasted tonight was fantastic. And Kristen said, "Yeah, <laughs> I should have specified." <laughs> We're alive. You'll hear us laugh at that. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, your shout-out, Midge, has been uh, contaminated <laughs> with sex texts with, uh, with my wife. I forgot to tell her I was putting the phone on airplane mode. There's no doubt a message or two on my phone that's going to come through going, Are you okay? Well, anyways, so no, this is definitely uh, not on the level of Sweetwater's Grass Monkey. Uh, but what she did do was, Here are my, quote, by the way, here are my Andy Griffith porno parody title suggestions. I love it. In, in uh, parentheses, some of these are actual original title episodes. I think, I think she actually mentioned, I think all of them are. Not all of them. No? Okay. We have number one. Ellie saves a female. Actual title. Are you familiar enough with the show to know who Ellie is? Ellie was the uh, pharmacist that opened up a new pharmacy inside Maryberry, and Andy had a big crush on her. Mm. They dated for a while. This is a great plot line. Short run. Short run, which makes it even better for the porno parody. It's a great plot line. Another actual title, Barney Gets His Man. 
That's a different kind of porno. We've talked about it. <laughs> We're open to having all are welcome. Maybe what we do is we make a, a regular straight hetero Andy Griffith porno parody, and if it takes off, and we just and now now we've just got money to spend, we make one. We make one for uh, for the gays as well. Yeah, and Barney gets his man is in that. Yeah, in that that's, realm. that's your title there. Uh, so she she played a little bit of semantics game. This is based on episode two forty one, which don't ask. Uh, without going to Google, I don't yeah. know. But this but, shows uh, that she really dug deep. She did. She did the research. Her title for this one was "Goober Goes to the Hummer Show," <laughs> <laughs> which means I'm going to have to go back in a second and find out what episode two forty one was actually all about. And then the actual title again for four Aunt B the Swinger. <laughs> actual title. Yeah. Unbelievable. Episode six. This is based on episode 160, Opie's Blowjob, which I'm actually really curious about now. How, like, where did she yeah. draw that? I like all, I, I go back to our idea of breaking it into a Tarantino style film with titles. I like all of these as, as titles for the different, the different black screen, white type segments we're about to jump into. Yeah. But she, my favorite part, she signed the letter, love to you both. Midge. Hashtag taco chore. Yeah. Spread the word on the taco chore. Yeah. In fact, when we called her just just a while ago to find out what we should do as far as giving her the shout out, you know, um, you know, as far as plugging the brewery goes and everything. She her, was in the middle of a taco chore. She was in the chore. middle of a taco chore. Hang on one second. Wrapping up a taco chore. I, I, honestly, knowing Midge, I would have thought it would be more of a chocolate task. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Well, it, it ended so quickly. I, I think the joke went over both of y'all's heads. It was like, that was a very anticlimactic taco chore ending if, yeah. it, if, it's, if it's over like that. But Could okay. have been great. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no doubt, super fan. It's on pen and paper. It's in writing. It's that being said, Banks, you got a lot of work to do. But <laughs> you, you've been just totally eclipsed. Well, the thing is, Banks is a big fan of our show. But I don't think Banks knows anything about Andy Griffith, so the the Andy Griffith banter probably goes over his head. It probably does. But now I really am curious. Are you gonna look up that episode? Yeah, I have to. I that ep- that I mean if if we were to use those titles as different segment titles for our Tarantino style spoof, that is no doubt like the the blowy the blowy scene of the movie. I mean, <laughs> Goober goes to the Hummer show. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm looking at by the yeah. way. Episode two forty one. Did you see by the way that the Stormy Daniels was on Saturday Night Live last night? I, I didn't. As I heard Stormy about Daniels. it. I heard about it. It's this thing where Ben Stiller's playing Michael Cohen again, and he's calling everybody that's tied to Trump, uh, Trump news, and it's all these different celebrity guests playing uh, Ivana and Jared Kushner, and and uh, Martin Short played that doctor that gave Trump's information up so easily, and. Uh, it, it's all these celebrity pop-ins and they finally get to the point where he's going to call Stormy real quick and you're expecting, like, who do they get to play Stormy? Who do they get to play Stormy? And then the camera cuts and it's actually Stormy Daniels and she eventually is on the phone with Alec Baldwin as Trump. The comedy wraps up and she and Alec Baldwin say live from New York, it's Saturday night together. Wow. In the history of Saturday Night Live, probably... Definitely the only porn star who has ever said live from New York at Saturday night. That's beautiful. It's like, what, what, what kind of time are we living in? 
Like you've got the best times. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll give it the Korea is about to find peace. I'll give it the country the, uh, is split 50 50. It, and it's, a it's, porn it's, star just said live from New York. It's Saturday night. It's the Dickens. <laughs> it's the best of times and yeah. the worst of times. Yeah. Uh, but to, to give some wrap up to, uh, as Mitch titled, Goober Goes to the Hummer Show, mm. episode 241. Uh, a Girl for Goober was the actual name of the title. And though not the last. Episode to air, this was the final one in, to be filmed in the series. Interesting. Yeah. So they filmed it a sequence. And was followed by a huge rap party at Andy Griffith's golf club in Toluca Lake, which would have been Toluca Lake is Los Angeles. Interesting. Very interesting. Speaking of all this, my friend the tattoo artist is working on our Andy Griffith portrait that I, I've commissioned her to do. Um, so and this is with the Juggalo face paint. This is with Juggalo face paint. So the cat's out of the bag there. We are eventually going to convert this art into T-shirts, and we will have some uh, some TPTO shirts, and it's going to be uh, a tattoo portrait of Andy Griffith in Juggalo face paint. I just can't wait for this. There's... Asking her to do that was very fun. Yeah, I saw the text message. Yeah. Amazing. And I even had to follow it up with a phone call a few days later. To, to specify, you need to do it in color because Andy Griffith is not Groucho Marx. There's no distinguishing facial feature that you're going to see a drawing and go, ooh, that's Andy Griffith. So it needs to be in color so that you can show the khaki sheriff shirt, maybe even a little bit of the badge. It needs to somehow or another be distinguishable that, oh, that's, that, that's Andy Griffith from the Andy Griffith show. But he needs to be... Preferably in the fat guy of the two from ICP's clown makeup. Yeah. Uh, whatever his name is. I, I, we had a Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent J. So he's... I think I think Violent he's Violent J. J. I, I, I don't... Well, what would a juggalo do? <laughs> WWJD. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's a segment we discussed. Like, I don't... What would a juggalo do? What would a juggalo do? Huff spray paint? Yeah. Bago. <laughs> now that... That, that's actually from real life. I knew a kid in high school who was one or two grade levels above me. Big ICP fan. Uh, I don't think I ever saw him in the makeup, but uh, always had a hatchet man somewhere or another on his person, and I watched him huff spray paint at a party once and get real dumb. I was like, well... So you can... I mean, that one experience alone, you can see the... Uh, I just... I think it's a good cross-reference like because like the juggalos aren't gonna know who andy griffith is but they're still gonna <laughs> and buy the andy griffith fans aren't gonna know who the juggalos but they, but they'll are buy the shirt. <laughs> you know they'll be like oh, oh yeah shit. how funny is that like we it's like we are selling out of these shirts daily <laughs> how is this possible <laughs> oh, just juggalo fans are buying them up i mean Aww. the good thing is there's no trademark on clown makeup and it's a it's a it's a drawing of Andy Griffith. We're not violating any copyright here, but we are taking two very polar opposite uh, <laughs> images and icons and marrying the two and most likely putting hashtag taco chore beneath it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite notion about having the word taco chore on a t-shirt is to have some stranger go, what's taco chore? And just to be able to go, it's a lady blowjob. <laughs> Just like, just shortened to the point, like, hey, what's uh, what's that shirt? That's Andy Griffith and Juggalo face paint. 
Okay, what's taco charming? <laughs> it's a lady blowjob. We got so many questions to answer there. <laughs> why, 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 why does Andy okay. have face paint? And why on any of it? Like, why not? Do you want one? <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> the thing, I mean, if, if this, this show, our show, this pod thing of ours, yes. has been more Andy Griffith-centric. Prob- I think we probably devoted more time to Andy Griffith than we have The Sopranos. Mm. Which actually reminds me that we should probably run some Andy Griffith episodes. That's not a bad idea. I'd be for it. I Ooh, honestly think I got a I got a a Barney. By the way, this comes by way of uh, my dad, your uncle Hoyt. Uncle Hoyt. He's not a porn star, but Dad likes him for the character of Barney, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna give the laugh man a chance here to either spit out or choke and swallow his water. <laughs> it's far flung, but I like it. His career's dropped a bit. I think we might be able to... Uh... I gotta say, I think we would have an easier time getting Steve Buscemi at this point than we would Stormy Daniels. She's 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 yeah, busy. She's booked full. But Steve I, Buscemi is absolutely perfect Just picture Steve Buscemi as Barney and Evan Stone as Andy Griffith doing a scene together. Like, is there a chance that... I mean, Steve Buscemi, for all the, you know, all the different kinds of roles he's done, he is a legitimate artist actor he takes his craft very seriously i've heard him in interviews before <coughs> just picture like this it's like coming across his desk it's like what an opportunity i'll play a a fictional version of a fictional character in a porn parody oh it's layered i gotta do it yeah it's layered like just for the art alone like yeah. i gotta go do it i gotta get a professional fluffer so i'm impressive on camera and i gotta i gotta go do it but oh, just picturing sweet. Steve Buscemi in the Barney outfit. It's just like, is it reaching? I feel like it's reaching. <laughs> I love it. I think, I, think it, I think it's a great fit. What I was going to say is, had the show organically been more uh, Sopranos-centric, I think the obvious person to do, do in makeup would have been Tony. Tony in Juggalo face paint. Man, it's still it's still, it's still doable. It's still a T-shirt. Season one, hashtag. Yeah, Junior in Juggalo face paint with the glasses. With the glasses, that would be great. What if we made more money selling T-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> we have twenty-four fans, but we've sold a hundred thousand T-shirts. I'm gonna transition real quick because it popped in my brain. Yeah. Uh this this whole episode's kind of off the rails. No, so but it's fun. Matter. It's a yeah. fun one. Uh no sex for you, Kristen says. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, we cleared that up. But did when I don't recall this when when, when y'all are having children, was the the uh, gender reveal a big thing then? No. What you- well, no, it was a big thing with people who do that sort of thing. We knew people that were having gender reveal parties where you. You give the note from a doctor to a cake maker and they bake the inside of the cake to be pink if it's a blue. And then when you cut the cake, it's pink. Hey, we're having a girl. People were doing that. We're just not those kind of people. Have you seen the new wave of this? Probably not. No. I mean, like, I I don't know why 
is harping on. Maybe I've seen two of them today, and I'm just so frustrated <laughs> at the stupidity. Oh, is this what you were alluding to earlier with your Facebook frustration? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we got home. We had a big day. Went to the zoo. Uh, not a big fan of zoos, but it was nice. The zoo was always underwhelming. You get it's there, and the just, lions are asleep. The elephants are being fed. The gorillas are at the top of the hill, and they're not interested in engaging. And you realize, like, we just paid all this money to come in here and look at ground and sleeping animals and maybe the the left ass cheek of, uh, I forget the gorilla's real name. I, I just remember him being <laughs> Willie B from well, back in the day. He's long dead. But uh, two points there. I will say today we had free tickets. There you go. That's um, one way to do it. Courtesy of work. And uh, thank you to those people. And we definitely had the most amazing zoo day. To your point, because you're right, 99% of the time you go yeah. in there, you see a bunch of nothing. Yeah. It, it was like we were just ahead of the curve. Like I, I, I kept us moving because I was like, we didn't want to, we, we didn't really want to be there that long. Yeah. You know, thank you, Cole Cuts. But we kept it moving and it seemed like we would go to a, one of the, the pens, whether it was the tigers or the, or the gorillas. Yeah. Or the yellow, and it was like every time we got there, there was no one there. Yeah. And we would stand there for a minute and all of a sudden something crazy would happen. Hmm. Like a silverback. I, I got the pictures I posted on Facebook. The silverback, the big dominant male, just walks within 15 feet of us mm. and sits there and stares at us, eats a little bit, stands up. Like, Scratches his balls. Yeah, like all of it. I got pictures. <laughs> the, the, every, every animal was active. It was like when we would get there, there would be no one there, and then things would start to happen. And we would say, okay, let's move on. Yeah. And then everyone would, would be right behind us, and we'd move on. Yeah. And then we would see the, another amazing thing. Mm. But anywho, I came home from that, went down to the pool, and I'm just on my Facebook, and these fucking people, I've seen it for a couple years now, these Facebook reveals of gender are getting ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not like you throw a baseball up, and the husband hits it, and poof, blue, blue, or pink, you know, all this bullshit. I'm seeing some of the most ridiculous shit now. It's like... It's so look at me that yeah. it pisses me off. Yeah. Like, it makes me hate your unborn child. I don't want to <laughs> hate your unborn child, but I do now. Yeah. I do. It's kind of, it, I, I texted a buddy of mine, and I was like, are you seeing this? And he's like, I, I told him the whole thing. He's like, I haven't seen it. I was like, go watch it. You're going to love it. And he's like, that's just ridiculous. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and, but my thing was like, it, it, it's part of a larger problem in that there are people that you knew know and yeah. new and grow up with they're such one trick ponies it's like i i avoided facebook for so long <clears throat> really know. social media yeah and i tr i treat it like a joke i i post things that i find ridiculous sometimes i'll get mildly political sometimes overtly political yeah but i typically avoid that and i just post nonsense yeah random thoughts pictures of shit i saw or you know that is ridiculous yeah, I'm yada, the same yada, yada. way. Like I'm ba I'm balanced though. I'm the same way. Like in the morning, I'll share a picture of someone's Malibu. -boo, yeah, their Chevy Malibu, -boo, where they have cut the bu off of another Malibu yeah, and Malibu. turned. Yeah. And in the afternoon, I will bait someone like Tarver with an overtly liberal <laughs> thing, just to stir some shit up. And make everybody's day. Yeah, better. yeah. And then before you know it, I've got people yelling at each other that have never met one another in real life and arguing over uh, 
whether or not abortion should be legal. Right. So like, that's my point. <laughs> during during the football se- during the football season, I've got my whole episodes of live videos of yeah. me being a drunken fool. Turn drunk. But it's balanced. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be on here just to be like and my point is there's a subsect of people that I know and grow up with. I'll give you examples. There's a particular girl who will never listen to this podcast, nor even if she doesn't give a fuck. I almost say her name right here. You're safe. Because I don't give a shit. But every single post is about CrossFit. Yeah. And it's fucking lame. (laughs) One, because I don't give a shit. You're making me hate CrossFit. Yeah. And you, by extension. Yeah. And it's like, you you have children. You, you you have a job. There's other things in your yeah. life, and yet you only share this one thing. Yeah. And then today's reveals were pretty indicative because it was like, all right, I know that you only post about your workout lifestyle. Mm-hmm. This is not that girl. It's just someone else. Yeah. But their their reveal, even even in revealing the gender of their child, they couldn't get away from the one thing they always post about, which is <laughs> weightlifting. <laughs> It's like you you tied it into that. It's like what the fuck? We're gonna add more weight, and when we get to the very end, it's gonna be a baby blue <laughs> weight. It's a boy now deadlift five hundred. <laughs> I was just like, it's so maddening. It's like, well, it's even, like what, okay, the farthest the this person ever gets away from sharing about their weightlifting, yeah. Is that they'll share their their meal prep, yeah, for the week. Oh, I love those pictures where you see all the Tupperware with the carrot pieces and the hummus and the and the olives the rice and scoop. the cheese and like, I've I've planned my lunches for the week. It's like that's just such a bummer to me. Like, there are weeks where I love my job and I'm having a great time. There are weeks when I wonder why I do this for a living. Yeah, it's up and down based on how work's going. The one fail safe. If that's the right word, is lunch? It's, it's freedom. Who knows? Yeah. It might be McDonald's because we're busy and I'm eating in the car. It might be the Wing Ranch where <laughs> I have enough time to eat them there at the bar, fresh out of the fryer, and take my time. Oh. <laughs> Who knows? You don't even eat sex now. No, there might. <laughs> It might be one of those random days, like once every other month, where dad's like, hey, you know what? Order pizzas from Gala's, put it on the company card, I'm treating today. It's yeah. like, fucking A, like, yes. Yeah. Like, can we get cannolis? Like, I don't care. Like, yes. Yeah. Lunch being up in the air is the guarantee of, like, if your day starts out shitty, like my Monday did, where I had a flat tire and my computer died, it's like, you know what? Today sucks, but I get to stop and eat Wendy's. Yeah. Instead of, today sucks, and the good news is I have a rice cake and some carrot sticks in the fridge that I planned out last night. No, no, I planned it on Sunday, yeah, and now it's well, yeah, Friday, Monday. I've had the it's same like, fucking so, thing for five and days. The even better news is, is I get to eat that for the next four days also. <laughs> the stage has got so much better. I just can't imagine. Can you imagine, like... You 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 you're you don't know this, but you're about to die on a Friday from a cardiac because you take all kinds of supplements, maybe yeah. even steroids, so you yeah. can lift. But the good news is your last meal is something you pre fucking packaged yeah. on Sunday into Tupperware. 
Jesus, that's, I, we, I, I argue with Kristen about it as far as like, take your lunch to work. I'm like, I can't do that because that, that kills like the high point of the day. Yeah. If I'm having a bad day, I get to save it with a good lunch. Yeah. If I came to work with turkey rolls <laughs> and a bag of chips, it's, it's, I'm, I may as well be inside jail getting, getting prison food. Yeah. My problem, <laughs> I, my problem with that is not that I, uh, because I'll pack a good lunch. Okay. But it's, if, if I, okay, what usually happens, I'll wake up about eight o'clock. Yeah. And I'll make a lunch. And it could be great. I'm known for my fantastic sandwiches. In fact, this week, Sean, not a super fan, probably not even listening anymore, probably not even a fan, so fuck him. But Sean, the golden voice, Sean? Yeah, the guy that yeah. thought you had the golden Yeah, he's yeah. not listening anymore, I'm pretty sure. But I made this delicious. Well, they are long. They are long. <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. I mean, if you like long. But um, I made this amazing sandwich. I took, it was a kind of a Texas toast thick bread. And I did a, a, a lettuce so you don't, the bread doesn't get soggy. Yeah. And then uh, fresh cut, slight, or I do a shaved ham. I don't like thick cut ham at all. So I go the further as away thin from as you can As get thin it. as you can get it, which is basically shaved. You don't even get slices. You're just yeah. pulling off. Yeah. Ham, uh, real thin sliced tomato, real thin sliced onion, and, yeah. then, and then mayo and mustard. You got to you gotta do it that way with the ham because if it's too thick and you get a fatty piece. Bad. It's all like it's no good. chewy. And I'm a sa- I mean, I'm a sandwich guy. That's yeah. what I do. I, mean, I, don't, I take pride in almost nothing outside of no, sandwiches. I mean, if you, if you thick sliced <clears> turkey, <throat> fine. You got to go thin on that. Yeah. Hand. So I made this delicious looking sandwich I have in the office, and he just keeps looking at it. He's like, dude, that shit is beautiful. <laughs> like aesthetically. Yeah. He's like, that's a really beautiful thing. I was like, yeah, well, you know. I don't take recess. I, I didn't get yeah. a recess when I was a kid because I don't play. Yeah. When it comes to sandwiches, you know? In that case, you made a lunch to look forward to. Yeah, but that's my problem. And the point of this conversation <laughs> is that when I make my lunch, yeah. and I go to, by the time 10.30 rolls around, I've eaten my lunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. it's not, the, the, the doubt of where you're going to eat is gone. The what yeah. are you going to eat is gone. You, Everything, you know, all, yeah. the, all the equations have been matched. So my problem is when 10... When I see 10 o'clock roll around, I'm like, it's almost 12. Yeah. <laughs> I can eat. Now. I can eat. And I eat, and then yeah. 4 o'clock, I'm fucking starving. And it's just like... Taking your lunch to work is killing the spontaneity of lunch. It is. And lunch should be that spontaneous. If your day is not going well, you can save it with some chicken fingers from <clears throat> Zaxby's. Or if you're in Cobb County, you can head over to Otter's. Oh. Or if you got downtime, you hit the Wing Ranch. Or there's a new Marlowe's Tavern that opened up in Brookhaven. I'm Patriax. Patriax Bar and They got Grill. their lunch special. You know. Here's the other problem before you continue. You eat at 10 because yeah. you have your lunch, right? Yeah. And then that's the fucking sporadic weird day yeah. where someone comes and says, lunch is on me. Yeah, yeah. I got, we, we ordered 18 pizzas. And yeah. you say to yourself like, well, I'm not going to fucking miss out on <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, not. I'm not even hungry. I'm gonna gain weight today. I'm overweight, <laughs> and I've already eaten. I ate my lunch at nine thirty. I ate my that lunch at nine thirty. That was fucking dumb, but I knew I was gonna do it. It's weird. I actually ate. You know what? You know what? I, I could use three slices yeah. of pizza. And now you've eat. So you ate at nine thirty, and then what does the fat guy do? You say, "Well, that was breakfast." Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
It wasn't fucking breakfast. I ate my ham sandwich and my chips and my oh, yeah, my half a thing of Pringles. <laughs> you know what? That was that was that was breakfast. It was before. So it's 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 eleven. It's funny how your math suddenly changes when it's ten. You're going. It may as well be noon. <laughs> and then when someone offers you free pizza at two, it's like, well, there was only ten. That's basically <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> the justification, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what happens every single time I take a lunch. They're like, oh, lunch is on us today. I'm like, mother. Yeah, I love. I have a. I have a client that is a, is a beer, wine, and spirit distributor, and every once in a while, those guys will ask me to meet them for lunch, and it's usually at a like American Grill style bar, and there and it's always uh, if you order this, that, or the other beer, it's on us because we you know we we just brought those in today. We'll, you know we'll throw. They want to sell them. Yeah, I'm like, ooh. Okay, like I don't normally have beer on a work day during lunch because I do operate, you know, danger, dangerous equipment and a car. But if it's not going to cost me anything, yeah, give me give me one of those beers. All that spontaneity is gone if you're being responsible and eating, you know, a handful of olives and almonds and a slice of cheese for lunch yeah. because you prepped it in your cute little Tupperware. For the week. <laughs> to your to go back to your point, Pete Holmes has a great phrase about people. People who don't think they're ever going to die because everyone is the star of their own movie. Sure. Like, uh, I just ordered a book from Amazon recently that's actually pre-order, so I won't get it until I think May 21st was the estimated date. I'm not going to die before May 21st. I got a book on the way. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way people think. You're the star of your own movie. Car crashes don't happen to you. <laughs> Seatbelt death doesn't happen to you. You're the star of the movie. That's the way everyone thinks. And Facebook and social media in general is an exploded version of that uh, narcissism where everyone's putting their best foot forward, their biggest smile. It's so easy to spot someone who is recently single based on their social media posts because they cannot shut up about how much they are loving life. Mm -hmm. I am so happy. Look at me doing all this fun, live, love, life, happiness bullshit. And it's like, and if you catch them like away from their phone, they're miserable and sad and the tissues are piling up in the garbage can in their office. And it's like everybody's putting the best version of themselves they can on social media. And they're going to show you that the cake was dyed pink because they're having a girl and that they meal prepped for the week because they they love taking care of their bodies. Eat clean. Hashtag eating clean. <laughs> it's just like, fuck, like just... I, we should start our own social media platform where it's like it has to be real. Yeah. If you just had diarrhea, that's what you yeah. that's what you post about. Yeah. No. And I actually <laughs> I have an idea. I I haven't done it yet, and this will blow my cover. But um. Well, only want, with twenty four people. Yeah, with only twenty four people. <laughs> Half my Facebook friends. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to do like one of those because I see this too because I have a certain other subsect people that that do want to draw attention to themselves in any possible way mm-hmm. and and they'll put like this morose sad bullshit yeah. and they and, and and they live to look down at the phone and see that little yeah because now you don't just like you can add a little heartbroken face yeah a little tear-eyed emoji yeah right and i just wanted to put shattered <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> right that would be my, yeah. I, I would leave it there all day yeah right and and see all and let all the people comment like, what's wrong? Are you okay? It's like, call me. All this bullshit. Yeah. And then about seven hours later, be like, 
The remote control just shattered. <laughs> I mean, that's that. That is as, as strong a play as the opposite. I vividly remember in high school, I rarely had parties, but I had a small party. This one I actually had permission to throw. It's a mixture of guys and girls. Uh, and Banks was probably, I don't know, eight years old, maybe seven. <laughs> and he came downstairs and he's mingling. And I'm like, dude, you got to go upstairs. Like, this is a 16, 17-year-old party. Like, you know, you got you to gotta split, dude. I wouldn't be in a rude about it or anything, but I told him, like, you can't hang out here forever. <laughs> and I come to find out that he just went and he sat on the bottom steps to the basement with his head in his hands, just looking all sad. Oh. And little by little, every girl at this party just made their way over to the sad eight-year-old. What's wrong? Why are you so sad looking? And before you know it, every woman at my party is sitting on the stairs with with baby Banks, consoling his broken little eight-year-old heart. And it's like, motherfucker, like, what? <laughs> Am I right? It's bullshit. Cold cuts nose. And it's like, you, you, and he knew. I was like, you knew what you were doing. He's like, oh yeah, I knew. I got them all over to me. It's like, that like you can go big or you can go low. Either way, you're yeah. gonna get attention. But you know, everybody is their own star, or their own bullshit. So that's why when they're so on- I, so, not to wrap up because I don't think we're done. But I think we should we should test this. I think <laughs> we 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 do something on the social media platform. Just tomorrow, which by the way, just devastated. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like yeah. just devastated. Dot dot dot. Yeah, and just let the flow come out, and then just be like. I just watched the last episode of something ridiculous. They left my pepperoni out of my calzone. Ex- perfect. <laughs> perfect. Like, and, and, you know, give it like a solid, yeah. like post it at, 10, at <laughs> 9 or 10 in the morning on a, on a fucking sporadic Tuesday. My wings were soggy. And perfect. I asked for all flats and I got a mix. <laughs> Day but, but ruined. But you have to give it. You do the... Devastated. Yeah. You set the hook. You bait dot, the hook. And always dot dot dot. Yeah. Right. And then you give it eight hours. So yeah. if you post that shit at ten a.m., you don't you don't respond till six, and you just look and see. Yeah. Right. Because all all those other people, it's really only about them either. Yeah. Because well, t- oh, call me. Yeah. Tell them I I'm here. I pretend to care. Yeah. It's the same fucking shit. But you will feel bad when you have that real friend that bypasses the social media. Nah, because you just, can cut that shit just out. Just text you like, hey, dude, is everything okay? Yeah, like, but eh, just, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's a social media experiment. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. They'll be like, oh, cool. They'll actually be like, that's funny. You In can, fact, if you want to, you can you can ham it up now because you're you're on the inside. Yeah, now you know. Like, now you should go yeah. on and be like... You get I it. love you, brother in Jesus. <laughs> like, my friend in Christ. Yeah, you, know, you get that other person like... In fact, why don't you weigh in like just just comment something j- vague like, "Dude, so sorry about what happened." <laughs> and then just yes, then you just, spin it, and, you then, just... and then you got all these people like, "Oh my god, what's going wrong?" And then you eventually get to uh, my, I had diarrhea, <laughs> and because it because it was so bad, I couldn't get a boner the rest of the day. <laughs> but that, that's really I had not added that layer. I would imagine you would tell like when your real friends were like, "You all right, man?" You'd yeah. be like, "No, it's all good." It's, like you said, social media, yeah. video. But now you'd be like, "Okay, now that you know that, yeah. can you add to it and yeah, make and it worse?" So what's really good is that your subsidiary friends, those like secondary people that aren't your friends or like yeah. acquaintances, they're gonna see that one of your other friends and a person they probably know yeah. is like, 
I'm so sorry that you, you're going through this right now. They're going to be like, what does that person yeah. know that I don't know? But you see the layers. Yeah. And this is my point. Like, I'm tired of it. Yeah. Like, Aldera, don't like, did he put find out your shit. Like, cancer, there is, what's going on? Yeah, like, right. No, I just, I asked for the Bacon King Jr. <laughs> and they gave me the Bacon King, which is fine. But I always feel really sick if I eat the whole thing and I don't have the... I don't have the willpower to stop halfway. I really wanted the eight count nugget. <laughs> and they gave me nine. <laughs> you know how sometimes your Chick-fil-A fries, you get that one potato-y one that's not quite done yeah. all the way? Yeah. I got the curly fries at Arby's and I had two regular fries in there. It was bad. It was tough. And they tasted like the potato cakes. Which is bullshit. It's not good. Because it's just sorry. Not- sorry to vent, guys. <laughs> sorry to sorry to air my personal shit on Facebook. But that's what I'm saying. Like I'm so tired of it like stop putting like you're just reach me 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 like stop that shit no one no one cared before and just because you put it out there now and you get well they talk about this with phones people are addicted now to that call and response to that immediate payoff of picking your phone up and seeing all these notifications of so-and-so liked this so-and-so hearted that so-and-so smiley face this you make a post and then you get payoff, and you're whether you realize it or not, your brain is getting a little hit of dopamine every time. Yeah, well, I was gonna say that this you is, see this, that. This, uh, well, it's not to. I'm, I'm it's not the even pleasure adding. center it's, of your brain. Right. I saw a psychologist talk about this openly. Yeah. When we when you put something on social media, you're you're you wait. Yeah. You have your phone right in front of your face, so you can see that little red one pop up. Yeah. Little red two pop up. And every time it happens, your brain is getting... It's the same endorphin yeah. or uh, dopamine release you're, like you're, if you were on ecstasy. You're getting excited yeah. when you log on. Like if there's a day where you make a post on Facebook that might be a, something as basic as like a picture of your kid and then you get swept up and work and you're busy and the next time you log on isn't for 24, hour, 24 hours. When you get 200 on... 200 likes. You see like a little red beacon with like a 42 in it and it's just like, oh my God, <laughs> 42? <laughs> Oh, I gotta sit down, and then you click on it, and it's just like, yeah, all these people clicked like when they were scrolling through their shit, and seven of them gave a gave a mention or added. Well, somebody. it's like this week you posted something, and I put thoughts and prayers on it. I don't remember the context. It was a joke that I knew you would get. Yeah, I don't remember. It, it doesn't matter. The point I wish was, I remember what I posted. We'll figure it out. But it was a total joke because we've we've had this whole back and forth. Oh, Harvard. it was because of my tires and my computer. Yes, I posted yes, what yes, my yes. post was like. How could so many things go wrong in one day? Yeah, because every time I turned around, and you asked about was there something out of alignment or yeah, something. yeah. And I said thoughts and prayers because I knew you would get it. Yeah, like I don't have. I, sorry, life's what hard. I, what I said was is something in retrograde. You retrograde. One of, one of my buddies Which is on, also false. Yeah, one of my buddies on Facebook posted something a long time ago. Said the easiest way to survive Mercury in retrograde is to stop believing in astrology. <laughs> One, because it has no, no... We're not going to go into the scientific... We're not building yeah. on the science guy. It doesn't fucking exist. No. Your day is not bad because Mercury's in retrograde. Your day is just bad because that's called living. Yeah. But anywho, there's a great joke from uh, stand-up Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. He's not great, but he's actually really good at writing those quick one-line, like, disturbing punchlines. Well, lines. he's really good at misdirection. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. He takes you down one path. But one of my favorite jokes of his is when he's talking about when bad things happen in the world. Yeah. So whether it be a terrorist attack or a school shooting, everyone is quick to jump in there and say, thoughts and prayers. 
my thoughts are with you, my prayers are with you. Yeah. And all that is that all that all that they are doing there is saying, Don't forget about me today. It's virtue signaling. Don't forget about me today. Yeah. And all of, all this real world shit happening, thoughts and prayers, don't forget about me. Yeah. And that's all shit is. It's just so frustrating, man. Yeah. Because that's why I put the thought, the minute I put thoughts and prayers, I was the first thing in my brain came, don't forget about me today. Yeah. I, know, I know you need tires. <laughs> I know you're having a bad day, having to spend money you don't have just coming yeah. back from Vegas. But hey, thoughts and prayers. Don't forget about me don't today. Don't forget about me today. I weighed in. <laughs> I do think that is yeah. legitimate. People will go on and, 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 and add a comment that someone's bad day, that both parties are shitty. Yeah. One, live your life. Yeah, you're gonna have bad days. Two, don't be the asshole that just wants to comment. So that so you think if I comment, they'll see that I commented. Yeah. No, we used to have friends that we're not friends with anymore that constantly aired how broke they were on Facebook in their status updates. Yeah. Just how behind on bills they were and how broke they were, and it's like at some point, like I understand it if you're saying it if you say it once, just as a hey everybody. We're struggling right now. Like, but for it to be a regular thing, you're just you're just looking for attention. Well, they're asking for money. Yeah, backhandedly. Yeah. And it's like, and after a while, I remember Kristen used to say, like, I know that sometimes we're broke, but I don't ever want to sound like them. Yeah. I don't want to advertise that we are. Let's Let me just, ask you this. Let's just say we can't make it and not give a reason why. Were, were they one of those couples that shared a Facebook page? Uh... Not then, but I actually do think they do now. So who, that's my point. Who cheated? <laughs> anytime you see, anytime you see yeah. a couple, yeah, it's like Joe and Marine, whatever. We're together because I don't trust him, right? He, or vice versa. Yeah. But every time I see a shared Facebook page between husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend, but usually husband and wife, yeah, I always say, which one of these motherfuckers, which one of these two <laughs> used Facebook to try to tag some old high school boyfriend or girlfriend, yep. just got the tip in, felt guilty, pulled out, like all of it, like, <laughs> and then went home, told them all, and yeah. they're like, oh, I love you, sorry, this is terrible, and they went through a really bad phase, and then they got back together, and they yeah. said, we're going to be on Facebook, but we're going to be a one unit. Here's the deal, you don't have to sleep on the couch anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you need Facebook for business. And you can masturbate again. <laughs> but Facebook? No porn up. Facebook is me and you together. <laughs> and I'm gonna check that shit every day. I'm the admin, bitch. But that's my point. Every time I see it, I say like, okay, which one of you fuckers cheated? I'll yeah. tell you one story though. It's you know what, fuck it. I don't care if any of these people hear it, <laughs> but it's one of these things, just like your friend or your ex friends. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, what happened was <laughs> I got tagged on one of these group pages. You know what these are? Like mm-hmm. you get yeah. put into a group. Yeah. Somebody and, adds you, and then you have to figure out how to get the fuck out of well, it so you'll stop I, getting I, notices. And so I figured out pretty quick how to get out. And then I saw the first few posts, and I was like, Num, 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 num. <laughs> I'm going to stay in this one. i got to stay here for the train wreck. Yeah, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> Material alone. This is pre-podcast. Yeah. And there was a few other people that had also been tagged in it that, I, that we were actually close and tight. And I was like, are y'all seeing this? I'm like, 
how could we not? It's because, so there was a sub a subgroup within the group that was saying, "Holy shit! Yeah. Why are we in the group?" Yeah, those and are the two, best. we're so thankful to be in the group. But it was a it was a guy, this guy and girl that we all knew, kind of, and uh, they were pregnant, and it was like their pregnancy group. So this is gonna be a nine month thing. I remember thinking like, "Holy shit! This is gonna be like." The Jelly of the Month Club. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Get me no, out of this. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, originally, yes. Yeah. But then you start seeing some of the posts. And you're like, oh, this is the Jelly of the Month Club. This is the gift that's going to keep on giving. Yeah. yeah. And you start seeing these posts. And it was like ridiculous. Most of them kind of benign. Like two months. You all right? Yeah. I was just like, I'm curious about my yeah, battery. There we go. No, not that. I was checking the battery percentage because oh. it started low. No, but you know, like, like oh, two months. Feeling good. Had burritos. Like, all the bullshit. You're like, this is dumb. I've got a but, baby and a food baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all that nonsense. But then you... Joke's just, on me because they haven't been able to shit in a yeah. week. <laughs> but then it really started getting good. Because you'd start getting these these posts where it was... I wish you could... I, I might try to track... I used to screenshot this shit and send it to people that weren't a part of the group. Yeah. But knew these people. And they were like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, I'll try to get you in the group. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you didn't get out? I was like, of course I did, but now I'm going nowhere. Like, I'm yeah. staying in the group. But there was one morning where the, the, the not the wife, because they weren't together. She was just pregnant. But she was, I'd say she's about seven months pregnant at this point. And she posts this, she's like, this is a big, long post. It's real long. <laughs> Two or three paragraphs, which no one read yeah. past maybe a couple friends. First 20 minutes. First, yeah, they got through it. <laughs> And it was like I'm really dealing with this this emotional just just distraughtness and I'm I'm overwhelmed and la, 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 la. and it was like okay a lot of pregnant women deal with this stuff yeah like there's a lot of hormonal changes going on in your body we all get that and it so it was really what she was telling us what she was dealing with depression and her journey towards the birth like she did mm. the hormonal changes were hitting her and all these are all very real things by the way i'm not discounting the the journey of one you know from day one to i do day. have to interject when somebody when somebody refers to their journey right and that's what she did it, was it makes journey. me nauseous no, of course it does because it's <laughs> fucking nonsense we, you and i have both now been I'm through just on this journey right now where i'm trying to find myself well this is and, this is and discover pre- my this truth is, this is a pregnancy journey it's a little <laughs> different than someone going through some kind of bullshit yeah like, I, I have to move out to, you know, <laughs> Nebraska for two years. and Moving to Escondido. Right. <laughs> but anyway. To she, find my truth. She was still, I, I'm just struggling with all these things, and I'm just depressed, and I don't know what to do. And it was this big, long post. And on some level, you kind of felt her. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're definitely going through a lot. But all that got wiped away. When she put like with the post was a was a fucking selfie of herself. Yeah, and I know this isn't a visual medium, but it, I'll try my best. Well, tie it into our Facebook page when you get it up. I will, <laughs> I will. which I'm working on. You've and, seen it. Yeah, do do a restaging of the photograph. I, I think I I know I screenshotted it. I don't know if I still have it. But it was just her with this little sad, frowny face. You know those comedy clowns? Yeah. The, the yeah. happy, the sad? Yeah. It was just envision the sad, but with pale skin, short colored hair. It was awful. And, she's, mm, and then she took a picture of this frowny <laughs> fucking face to tie in. And it wasn't to her the only one. Journey. No. She, she took she, 20 and yeah, she, picked she picked the, the best, best one. one. <laughs> and it was, I took a picture of this shit and I was like, what the fuck? 
fuck? <laughs> like, just post the words. We don't yeah. need yeah. the visual. <laughs> because the visual just made it into a fucking cartoon. You, you just cheapened it. Yeah, it's now it's a joke. Yeah. Well, the long story short of all that is that this went on for the entire for the whole term, just post after ridiculous post. About eight months into it, her and her man out and out ask people for money because, like your friends, they're like, "We're broke. Yeah. We don't make enough money, and we're really getting concerned." I mean, this is how the post read. I mean, yeah. I'm sounding like that, but this is exactly... Yeah. We just don't have any money, and we don't know what to do, and we would never think to do this, but we're starting a GoFundMe page to help us, and if we could just get $3,500, <laughs> those motherfuckers got $3,800. Oh, yeah. Yeah. $3,800. Okay. <sighs> fast forward. It's worth... Let me ask you this. It's worth maybe considering some of this for the pie. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> we're getting there. They get $3,800. Yeah. Baby's born... I don't know how many bills that paid. I don't know how many groceries that bought. Are they still together? No. 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 They broke up like a month after the kid was born. He goes on. Fucking random fucking people. I don't know. I don't even know what she's doing. And that's my point. I, I, texted, I texted the friend that I had shared all this with that yeah. was also in the group. And I was like, did you hear about this? And she was like, can we... I, was, we, I didn't give any money for one, so back? I didn't feel cheated. I didn't yeah. give the fuck. Give fuck out of here. I'm broke too, bitch. Like yeah. I don't. No way. But I was like, do those other fucking suckers get any of their money back? Like yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And it was so that's what got me started talking with Sean. Not a super fan, as we've discussed, but talking with him. And I was like, at this point with the whole crowdfunding thing. Yeah. I'm just going to start asking for ridiculous shit. Mm-hmm. Just being, it's kind of like the, the two homeless guys with a sign. One yeah. says, we'll work for food. The other one says, just need a beer. Yeah. The guy with the beer sign is going to get more money. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And that's sad because the guy with the work, well, he might be willing to do work for food. Right. But the guy that's like, I just want a beer sign. Well, yeah, and that's true of crowdfunding because there are people that use it to take advantage and there are people who legitimately use it. Kristen used crowdfunding to get get money together for her uh, her, for her, her coding, coding school. Yeah. And she is she's still doing it. She kind of hit a roadblock when our computer died at home and I'm trying to get her a new one as we speak um, so that she can pick back up where she left off. Uh, please do give more money for Kristen's coding. <laughs> No, she she got what she needed. We need a new computer. And what's cool is the people that gave they they periodically check in and say, "Hey, how's it going?" And so she's that's a scenario where people donated and you're held accountable. Yeah. Are you still doing this thing? Yes, I am. I'm working on it. You know, when I eventually graduate and get a job, I will, you know, individually thank all of you for for helping me get there. Yeah. But there are no doubt people that just scam it. So I do think that... Maybe and I'm not saying that the, the example that I provide were scamming. I'm just saying that that's fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. you're grown adults. Yeah. You didn't take the precautionary measures to not get pregnant. Okay, so now you're pregnant. Yeah. It's time to grow up. Yeah. Like, to be a real adult. That doesn't... Like, can you imagine someone from my parents or your parents or our grandparents' generation saying, can, can we have $4,000 because we fucked up? Yeah. Nah. Uh, no. <laughs> Fuck you. Like no fucking way. And so that's what's got me started now. Where, where there's a trip coming up in in the in the winter time. Mm-hmm. Some friends of mine want to go visit one of our best friends who lives in uh, Honolulu. Mm. And I was like, I don't really have the money for that. We just had a daughter. We got a kid now. I don't really make a lot of yeah, money. It's an expensive we, trip. It's an expensive trip. And I was like, eh, you know what? 
I'll just ask other people for their money. I'll just go fund me. It. And I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna be blatantly obvious with it. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, don't make a lot of money. This isn't gonna. I'm not asking you to cure cancer. This isn't going towards any cancer research. <laughs> Send me the uh, link. Help Austin get to Honolulu. That's it. But what I've, what I think, what I, and I, I'm probably foolish to put this out into the, the webosphere, is that I, what I want to do. There are websites like this that that do it this way, like Fiverr. I don't know if you've heard of Fiverr. Mm-mm. It's a website where you can go and for like, it, people will pay you five dollars to do you know, stupid tasks. Yeah. Dumb shit. It's like. Will you take my laundry, whatever, give me fiber, whatever. This is not that. What I am saying, as part of my GoFundMe crowdsourcing, is saying, yeah, I'm not doing anything good with your money. I'm just trying to go out and drink <laughs> and eat and stay in Honolulu. I, I want to go to Honolulu for free. Please help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but here's what I'll do. So for uh, some kind of tiered giving program, like you like you see with the Georgia Public Broadcasting yeah. when they do their their donation drives, yeah, it's always ridiculous too. It's like if you give three hundred dollars, you get the Downton Abbey box set. And I'm like, I could get that for like forty <laughs> bucks. Well, also, who's still watching DVDs? Yeah, but regardless, I'm like, okay, so for a tiered giving system, it's like if you give me fifty or more dollars. Here's what you can ask of me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, anything from like running butt naked off a cliff and jumping, diving into a pool, <laughs> or, or, or transporting your grandfather's ashes to Honolulu to yeah. shake over the Pearl Harbor memorial, all that <laughs> shit. And of course, I'll video document this stuff. Yeah. Or it's like, I'll give you five bucks, and I'll be like, well, here's what I'll do for five dollars or under. Yeah. And I'll go all the way down to a quarter. I mean, I really would. I'd be like, yeah. for a quarter, this is what I'll do. I'll spit on a pelican. I don't know. I don't know what the rules would be, but my point is, for your money, yeah, you'll get something in return. Yeah, that's standard on the Kickstarters and everything. There are tiers of what you get based on your donation. I think that's true, but oftentimes when you like see like when someone dies and 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 they want to they do a crowdsourcing for the funeral, yeah, to help a family pay for it. I've often found that, like i personally believe you should give anonymous anonymously yeah in that situation yeah but what i have seen is that it becomes a contest yeah it's like i gave 250 and the very next donation is like 500 yeah and it's like are you just trying to be the cool guy well yeah and the scenario of helping someone with tuition helping with a funeral i had a, a close friend who was in a really bad car accident last year and his wife crowdfunded for their medical bills because he didn't have insurance and it was very touch and go, so everybody was very willing to help yeah. to try it. In those scenarios, you rarely see a "here's what I'll do for for you" category. Yeah, of course, that's very donations. different. <laughs> I'll walk again. <laughs> but but for what you're describing, it is not uncommon to see like if you donate this, I'll do that. That's my point. That's all I want to do. This pod thing of ours should crowdfund so we can get we can get ourselves like a, a studio. A studio. We can get like individual microphones. Someone to babysit cold cuts <laughs> so it doesn't ruin every take. Uh, you know, if the, if if those twenty four got together and each gave a dollar, yeah, we'd that's have twenty four dollars. We'd have twenty four dollars. We could. That's beer for two shows, or wings for one. Yeah, it's perfect. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's just. Uh, I don't know why the social media kick today was heavy for me. It just, yeah. I was just like, fuck, this shit is crazy. Yeah. And it's not just the world, as we discussed, where you got a porn star going up against the president, and now Rudy, Rudy Giuliani doing his thing. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, no, we, we, we shouldn't. We'll be, we'll, this will be a, the first three hour one <laughs> if, we, if we go there. 
well, you know, give it 20 minutes. And, uh, well, if you don't, you probably won't like it. You probably won't like it because it's long. Thank you, Cole Cuts. He gets it. On that note, I think we should wrap this one up. This is this pod thing of ours. If you like it, give it 20 minutes. <laughs> if you don't. I tell you, uh, challenge to anybody listening, and I know there's a few. If we could just get one email... You know, to be fair, I haven't I haven't looked at it in about a week. There, there might be one there's, sitting in there's there. There's nothing there. In fact, in the note, Midge even pointed out. <laughs> I saw. Uh, sorry for this note not being sent via email and blowing up your very full TPTO inbox. Yeah. Thanks so for feel, that. Thank thanks, you, Thanks Midge. for that jab. It was nice. If you're going to jab, yeah. send a, a handwritten note. On that note, uh, you are working on an Instagram and a Facebook so we can the Facebook is, engage is, more. I, just to be clear that it's developed but we we need some we need to do some work together we need yeah. togetherness we'll 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 uh we'll do that we'll eventually have some shirts the the big thing we got to get our numbers up all these super fans are great you got to get other people on board yes midge get the brewery listening banks stop eating ass <laughs> Get Kennesaw State on board. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if if there is a, like, I don't know what the Urban South Brewery looks like, but I'm picturing a room full of workers. Yes. Get one decent quality Bluetooth speaker. Well, that's the problem. She listens to this in her headphones because she's afraid, rightfully so, yeah. that well, someone understandably, will be offended. Yeah. I don't know. you got to spread the word. Everybody's got to spread the word. The only way this gets better is if we get more people. Yeah. Rusty, come on. <laughs> I know you're listening. You caught up. You you caught up in like a week, <laughs> he bro. Binged. Yeah, you benched. You treated this like an epi- like a series of House of Cards. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, I'm gonna power through. It's the like The Office on Netflix. Can you? Just, them all. I know you know other people that yeah. would enjoy this nonsense. Yeah. So the biggest thing, I mean, social media. Social media will help, but the biggest thing, people listening, gotta gotta tell people about it. Yeah. You know, give them your favorite episode if you don't want them to hear one that you're. <laughs> They're all bad. Just pick your less less uh, pick offensive one. Pick the best one. bad one. Yeah, pick your best bad one. But uh, yeah, on that note, this has been episode eleven. I believe we have two more to go on the Sopranos before we uh, maybe pivot to something else. And before see you give it the goes. Viking funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know the the idea was was uh, a it's good. good. One. It's good. It was good, and but it, and it did. There are some episodes over the course of this show that have given us visual cues that spark a conversation. We would not have kidded about masturbation in that one episode without. The the discussion over what's it like to deal with murder and how you're coping with it. There are plenty of jumping off points from The Sopranos, but there's really no reason to continue to tie it to it. Uh, and for that, Macy, we're sorry. You're going to have to continue on <laughs> without us for the remaining. She just season. got started on The Sopranos. Too. <laughs> you're going to have to get through two through six and a half on your own. <laughs> we may come back to it. Personally, if we, if we text us with questions. Yeah. If, well, I was going to say, if we get burnt out on doing like movies, I think the thing to do is come back to season five. Cause oh, I think, I think that is both of our favorites. Well, we'll always come back. Yeah. But I don't think it's always about movies either. I think we could do that. We could watch a fucking documentary. I don't really. Yeah. But if we ever revisit the Sopranos season as, five. as a and four. source material, well, five's when you get Tony Blundetto. No, I agree, but four is good too. And uh, they just got separated, and the White Caps White house Caps, is gone. Yeah, yeah. I actually, because of that episode, I downloaded that live at the Sands album with Dean. Oh, God. How long have I been on? How long have I been on? <laughs> <laughs>
So with that, this has been episode 11 of this pod thing of ours on WFUCK. Rubber! 98.5. <laughs> Traffic on I-95 is heavy. <laughs> Slow and go in town. Coming up next, we've got sports. Until then, here's Disturbed. <laughs> what is that? No, we don't have Disturbed. I'm sorry. Here's Drowning Pool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Follow. <laughs> <laughs>